cleaning, eh? <laughs> Greetings and what welcome to the obelisk. Yeah, what's that? Cleaning. Uh, how's everybody doing? Yeah, good. All right. Thanks for answering me. So tonight we have Melissa Martel. <laughs> this is going to be the most Great fucked up Jerry, show, right? Oh. I, was, I was like, what, are you talking to me? <laughs> I know. We've been shushed a couple times, so we didn't know. Oh, couldn't you hear the intro finishing? I'm no. sorry. sorry, lady. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> anyway, hello, everybody who's listening. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Melissa. Tonight, our guest is Melissa Martel, if you don't know. Uh, she's an artist, author, podcaster, and paranormal researcher. And she's got a podcast called The Secret Door, which we were on two weeks ago, a week ago. I forget when it was. Yeah, it was, I think it was about a week and a half. Yeah. And uh, Melissa's... It feels like a lot has happened in time, too. Yep, it's a new moon. Tonight's a new moon. That's why we're doing the show. And we're just happy to have everybody here, and we're going to chat about current events and whatever comes up and do some call-ins, maybe. Yes. But let's get Melissa's bio going. I already read it. Ooh, you read it. It's done. That's it. There's no more to know. <laughs> Mine drives people crazy because I'm like a creative person living in the, living a creative life. <laughs> I hate writing about myself, especially bios. Oh, Atlas Blue, Atlas broke up. I thought so. I was saying that last night that it had broken up. Well, there's some woo around that. There's it's... actually quite a lot of woo. So there were were people with those apps, those like Stellarium apps. Yeah. And there were uh, a lot of people, there are videos out there, including the Marfugals, uh, where rocket bodies were shown and they're all pointing at uh, the the comet and ironically what happens now the comet is 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 broken apart so i don't know and i had in my in one of my little dream sessions thought you know like this is what inspired my last piece too was in a million pieces a million pieces is what i put because i called the piece atlas with the t at last but yeah, so I don't know. I thought that was very clever. Thank you, Jer. You're welcome. But I do think it's interesting that the people spotted that on Stellarium, that there were three rocket bodies pointing at it. What, what, what kind of rockets? Rock, it just said on Stellarium, like on the app, when you point it at the sky and it shows you the the constellation. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a fun app. There's there are others, but the one I use is Stellarium. I have Stellarium, and I think it was the one I saw the Marfugals using as well. The mm. videos are out there, and uh, yeah, it's so it's like you know, here's the Pleiades, blah blah blah, and then rocket bodies, and it showed them, and all three of them were point, and it shows Atlas, and all three were pointing at Atlas. So I don't know, and. All the time I've been using those kinds of uh, astronomy apps because I love them again. Once mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have never seen anything that said rocket body. I've seen satellite, but never rocket body. So I don't know. It's it's definitely woo-worthy. Rocket body. <laughs> burning out its fusing. You because know, now it's in pieces. You know? <clears throat> oh, allegedly. 
Well, <laughs> I mean, I know your whole theory on all that anyway, so. Oh, I don't know. What, I don't know what's going on up there. You say space I, is fake. So I, I'm assuming all that is. I think it's. I believe How it's, would space be fake? I believe Why do it's, you say that? I believe it's misdescribed. I believe what we're told it is is not what it actually is. Ah. Interesting. I never thought of it that way. I just thought their data might be incomplete. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you look at any imagery from NASA that's like live, you either get to see a, a, portion, a portion of the Earth from the ISS or CGI. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't really ever get to see real pictures of space. It's all CGI for the most part. And then, you know, artist renderings. But I don't want to get into that because it's triggering. I definitely don't believe in the moon landings. Oh, Jesus. What's not triggering these days? <laughs> You're <laughs> racist. That might be a trigger. Well, apparently Trump's planning to go back on that moon and mine some, uh, yeah, so mine some goodies. Yeah, right. I'll believe it when it happens. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So I'm out of the loop here. What kind of goodies are supposed well, to be Well, like um, probably just minerals and stuff like that or oh, okay. whatever they think. Whatever they think's on the moon. That It's that space program thing that they've got a new emblem and everything. Oh, yeah. That he was doing. Force. A, a space yeah. force. I think they're, it's going to be another, like, let's beat the other people and mine the moon. That's what I'm being told. Well, what I don't do you know. think about but what your... Elon Musk is doing with this? That's what I was going to say. Thank you. Web around the Earth, the the Earthnet, whatever he's calling it. He's catching souls. <laughs> I know. He's he's replacing the net that the Greys left behind. <laughs> I so I'm like really skeptical. I keep getting people that are sending me, you know, notes saying whoa, I've seen that never see anything. So they finally are seeing stuff. And, uh, you know, and then everyone's like, well, it's Elon Musk. It's all, it's the, whatever he's calling that. But, uh, you know, I'm skeptical of it. I don't know what's what. Anything we're told anyway, I think it's just wise to be skeptical of and not just drink it. But then you get you, called crazy by your parents. You do. <laughs> My dad was arguing. <laughs> I my dad was arguing with me today. I, I made a statement on Facebook that uh, COVID is going to end up uh, more people are going to commit suicide than COVID kills. Wasn't there like an article? Or didn't you post an article? I, I did, but I he my dad was like, "That's not true. Quit lying." I'm like, "Dude, here's the fucking article." Well, but we're supposed I hate to, to say believe this. that too. Yeah, I haven't seen tons, but I have seen people just on my Facebook feed talking about being dark thought and suicidal and i hope i sharing suicide information and saying i hope i don't end up like this and i'm like oh jesus you're pathetic oh, really, Melissa? <laughs> yeah no i have i was just like oh gee are you okay yeah i didn't know what you know i had a chat they're like oh just sometimes i get really down and i was like oh boy <laughs> you might need some help and it doesn't seem to matter what you say to them they're just and when this is over you may need to restructure your life a little <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> I've so, had one friend in the last couple of days make comment about that too that I didn't expect, but I don't know that it was related to all this, but mm -hmm. it was still just like that kind of language, nonetheless, mm -hmm. which is interesting because like this is bringing out the darkness. 
Mm-hmm. And I knew somebody who actually just said, I'm, that's it. I'm gone. I'm doing it. And their friends freaked out. And then about 12 hours later, they came back going, it's okay, everybody. The police are here with me. So it did look like they did it for attention. Oh my God. <laughs> and oh. I was like, what the, what the hell am I seeing here? But s- seriously though, why? I don't, I don't understand the logic behind killing yourself over this. I think I, well, if you, if you get, if you step out of, of the questioning mind and questioning narratives and stories and you get into and step into something a little more bound up and uh and you're buying all the the propaganda from every side of this from the climate to every side to how oh yeah right all of it it's dire the world looks very (laughs) very dark and if you're young especially what are you to and this is the greta you know the greta stuff like what are you to look what are you to look forward to and so you can understand Mm -hmm. if you if you are looking from those uh, yes from that perspective that it does seem dire and Uh, maybe we're better off without them well i'd say most of the people that were saying that like were paranormal people involved in that kind of field too so it was interesting interesting. that a lot of them were involved in not necessarily witchcraft or magic but they were deeply into pair like ghost hunting or Mm -hmm. aliens and i thought oh boy (laughs) i was i i was glad to see that someone came and helped him but it was like what could i like the guy was in the uk what like i could report it on facebook but they they just tell you to go call somebody i'm like i don't even know where he is in the uk (laughs) (laughs) what am i supposed to do (laughs) i've seen a lot of the uh the paranormal folks on twitter are buying this whole thing hook line and sinker and you know even repeating the propaganda stay home and all this so yeah i know it's i can see why especially if you're in england like i I, it's like whatever stay home but um to like think that it's the end of the world and you should kill yourself is a little extreme i heard sorry no go on jerry no i saw today that england's going to extend their their lockdown till the end of the year well, didn't we just hear that Trump also just said that to, in today's thing, too, that he thinks that it's the May date is a little too soon? I don't know. I didn't. I, I don't. I stopped watching that like a couple weeks ago. The, the conference today. Well, I just get those little the, the little notes. I can't. Although those conferences are pure joy to watch. All I, I know. Mean, they're they're crazy. so. Is there world? so much stuff coming at you, though. I mean, they say that, then they say not me. Then I'm just reading them. We're going to have a food shortage and people are going to starve to death in mm-hmm. the economy now. And I'm like, okay, so we're kind of stuck in between a rock and a hard place right now. Well, they put us well, there. That's one of the things I do think it's real for sure coming out of this is that we've had terrible, like two terrible years in a row with weather. Now, wherever you stand on the weather, whether it's manipulated or if it's real earth stuff, that you know, with it snowing in the desert that never gets snow and massive floods in the desert and fires in the rainforest and, you know, like all this, the crazy storms that are happening that never happen. And out here in the Pacific Northwest, I can tell you, we now hail is the new rain and we now have tornadoes like this stuff doesn't exist out here and it's you know it's just weird so but and i like to watch i'm one of these weather watchers and i watch it all over the globe it's just one of those things i've always kind of been fascinated with and so i saw two years ago that 
rice fields are getting knocked out in the rice growing countries and and then wheat and stuff and soybeans and i personally know because i'm was born in the midwest i know and i have farm farm family uh that in iowa and nebraska you know there's been a lot of floods last year especially and the ground's been soggy that crops didn't make it and so like wheat crops and flower crops and soybeans and stuff like that and then roots and roots so you just start putting this narratives together and you know there's going to be a disruption from these bread baskets california with the fires so i don't you know i'm not saying complete devastation of food supply but definitely not how we're used to it and then you see like all the meat processing plants now is it four major ones yeah. like tyson just closed today yeah so and one I of think the, the poor the poorest people are really gonna like suffer like they're counting these countries down and they're all like severe poor countries it's gonna be like really bad so you just move that forward with not being able to you know the disruption has happened with poor poor crop yields and needing to feed so we have stores right there's stores and then we go through the stores and the stores of food the stores that supply us and then yesterday i'm gonna also just tag this on uh doing an errand there i didn't even know a food bank was over here by where i ended up but there i guess there's a food bank and how i learned that is because there were at least 200 cars on both sides trying to get to it to the food bank they were lined up further than i could see wow i was like holy crap that was like <clears throat> even though inside the store was it seemed perfectly normal for these days junk foods everywhere wow. yeah you know well i have twelve hundred dollars doesn't do very much no if no you have it, no it job doesn't. it <laughs> doesn't at all but the it's ironic that junk foods in the stores that's what i see i see chips and junk mm -hmm. food and i don't produce is here and there just depends i mean it's there but it's not like super abundant and then mm -hmm. all the hardcore pantry stuff rice and flour and sugar at least well low with like limits and i still haven't been able to get toilet paper <laughs> oh really we're yes. we're not experiencing that here we have a toilet <laughs> they make toilet paper near where we are and we experienced that at first like yeah couldn't get toilet paper for life of me now i went in there and they all all of the shelves had toilet paper on them we ironically we had we had a toilet paper we had a toilet paper mill in the town over from me that was extremely well-known and stinky if you live next to it you should know yeah uh and um and i because it was so stinky and it was outdated and all that they finally closed it last year so there goes oh, that great let's see i've got a note from jerry about my gain <laughs> yeah you're a little low it's, i've got this new mic i know I get here. Just get in there and kiss that thing and talk to it. it. Doesn't actually have those kinds of plugs. I just have to get closer to it because it cuts out all the extra. Like that, the Yeti picks up everything. Exactly. So that's mm -hmm. it's your whatever you just did. However close yours was great. 
Yeah, I'll, I'm right on top of it now. I'll get, get closer. <laughs> I'm feeling intimate with this microphone. <laughs> you got to get up there and French kiss that thing. <laughs> but so, the, so the food stuff I do think is for real, Melissa. I think yeah. that we're, we are looking at some shortages. I don't know how intense and severe it's going to be, but I think we're we're for sure going to see less food on the shelves until until we can get you know the food baskets growing food again and the weather's been so terrible yeah well in places like russia are um for june july they're stopping their wheat exports that's what they're saying that they're not going to be exporting wheat and they're a major world wheat exporter wheat. Uh, so Wheats. they're keeping it for themselves sounds like it so sounds yeah. like they're getting ready yeah, it's interesting. This one good thing that's going to come out of this is people will start growing their own food. A lot of people will. Yeah, like I, our grandparents did. Everyone had mm-hmm. gardens. It was no big deal. It was just like the normal. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like uh, someone in chat, NPC just mentioned that um, that seeds are considered non-essential. So places like Walmart in some states aren't selling seeds or gardening supplies. I have been I've been having talks with a lot of people. You can't I went on to get some heirloom seeds through a couple online sources and they're all sold out. I, I couldn't get them at all. When I first had some in my basket in Amazon, which I'll name, I thought, okay, those are gonna be there. And I went to get them and they were all gone. So but fortunately, I'm a seed to seed person. I have a permaculture set up. So I, I, you know, I'm a gardener. I love, I'm a Taurus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have, I have a nice setup for myself because I just like living this way and I like the beauty of it and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm so, going to starve to death. Well, it's, <laughs> I, I rent. I don't even have a place to do a garden. I guess I could get some window box garden, make some lettuce. You can hydro <laughs> in your windows and make a lot of stuff. It's amazing. And you know, this is one of the things people don't think about. And it's legal in apartments as quail. So they're small. I keep mine inside. I have ducks outside, but I keep my quail inside. They're fun. They're fun little birds. You can have several in a cage because they're flock birds. And they get they start <laughs> giving eggs at six weeks, and they wow. give you eggs every so, day until they die. If I get an animal in here, they consider it a pet, and they make me pay an extra pet damage deposit of $500. Yeah, but you don't want a chicken well, in your house. <laughs> no, I'll chicken. probably get some kind of... Chicken not a chicken quail well, so you you could have like a normal cage and have like three or four quail and you know or whatever and everything but they're super easy and they're great apartment birds they're they're really fun and then if you deep mulch mm-hmm. then uh it's not stinky at all and uh and then you can use that when you do change it out in in your little window gardening setup that will help the you know whatever you're growing in your window but i highly recommend aquaponics for your window yeah mm-hmm. you don't even need to do in your Dirt. window yeah and you have fish you can have tilapia i mean there's so many options melissa and people cool. that don't think they can grow can grow and hydroponics really does prove that it's super easy it's just well, that's good because I kill everything. It dies. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. I was on a podcast and they said, "Are you the secret garden?" I'm like, "Oh, that would be dead long time ago if I was a garden." <laughs> that's the secret. It's not alive. That's the secret. <laughs> the, the black fun, fun dark goddess. Well, I planted. I planted green I onions. Death. 
<laughs> I have become the green thumb. No, I planted uh, like green. The black thumb. The black thumb. <laughs> I planted green onions and garlic, so I'm ready. I'm proud of you, Jared. Do you ever plant food at all? No. So that's new for you. Yes. Excellent. Which is why I brought this up. Yeah. And I'm I'm gonna build a um a, a box and plant some potatoes in there. Yes. Yeah, you just go a little deeper. I like those uh for pota- for roots especially, potatoes and carrots. They have these uh I can talk for hours about this because gardening is a big do- part of my life. We should do a gardening have- show. We could there you oh go. My God, there I have so many great guests that would be perfect for that. Anyway, um, but they they have these fabric bags for potatoes and rootstock, and they make it just so much easier. You can move them around. They're not heavy. They've got windows. You can see when they're ready. And potatoes, I will say this, potatoes and yams and all that, they are like the easiest thing to grow ever. So when they start sprouting eyes, you know, in your in your kitchen, cut it up where the eye is and throw it in the ground and it will grow i tell you it's they grow on their own i've seen some of these videos where you just cut the tip off something that's growing and you put it in the soil and it just starts growing new ones and i'm like oh that's easy i could do that that's kind of how nature works you You can do that forever with like romaine lettuce you put the ends Mm. you just cut the end off and well all lettuces but romaine's super easy and put it in some water in the window and it will you'll have that in celery Stuff like that is super, super easy. This is stuff people can do that's just, I don't know, it's kind of fun and it's edible. Perfect. I just <laughs> got a gardening a lesson. <laughs> I, I just got an easy peasy garden lesson. <laughs> there are things, and the de- definitely with like yams and potatoes, really easy to grow. Like, Melissa, you could do it. For they could real. do it. They do, they do the I've, thing on their And own. guess what? I've got time. You don't have to yes. do anything. I mean, you just put them in the dirt and you give them water. It's about all you need to do. They go, they are just amazing. Amazes me. And I'm one of those people that thinks the potato is the perfect food. Maybe it's because I have Scottish in me, the British Isles, right? I just love potatoes. Love them. I, I love them. I just never eat them. There's this great YouTube channel that I follow. Guy's name is, uh, I don't know what his name is, but his channel name is Self-Sufficient Me. Australian guy. Has a garden in his backyard and he talks about all the shit you can grow and how to grow it. and what, Like from fruit trees down to flowers. What wow. is his name, Jared? I don't know what his name is. His channel name is Self-Sufficient Me. I put a link in chat. Okay, cool. And I put a link in... Uh, live stream chat there you go everybody enjoy that but this is a good way to just you know just start thinking instead of people that get in and fear with food yeah. shortage and all that thinking how you can take control or be empowered and not be afraid mm-hmm. and it's little it's little things but the thing here is if they don't let us have seeds hmm. <laughs> i mean there's an issue there well I've, I I don't know. I'm up in Canada and I've, I've never, like the stores that are open, like Walmart, they haven't blocked us from buying non-essentials like clothes and stuff. So I haven't seen that yet, but they might, they're probably not opening the garden centers is my guess. They're just not going to stock them. They're all, they're all. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that's where they would be. So my guess is they're just not going to do that. Everything's open here. Nothing has been ever from, from the places that I shop at, nothing's been blocked off. 
near me. And in fact, our governor is opening up, I forget what it was, tattoo parlors, <laughs> hair too. salons, and bowling alleys. Can all, and tattoo ju- parlors are a little... Yes. And, <laughs> and, 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 and fitness and fitness centers all open up on Friday. Yeah, I saw that. So, well, f- I highly doubt that will happen here for a while. Those are one of the first things that closed was fitness centers because of sweat and everything. Oh, my God. Uh, the time I when I got athlete's foot, it was at a gym. And this is I was that dumb girl that had, didn't know you're supposed to wear flip flops in there. Like when I went in and it was my gay husband. He's not really a husband, but, you know, everyone has their gay. Every right, girl. Right. Because yep. they're gay, that's the gay husband. He said, girl, I hope you didn't go barefoot. And I'm like, what do you mean? Of course I was barefoot. I took a shower and all that. And, you know, he was like, flip flops, flip flops. And sure enough, I did get athlete's foot from all the nasty women's in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like definite showers, not good. Public bathrooms, like school, they make you change and do all stuff. No, don't don't put your bare feet in the school locker room. I had to learn that the hard way. Well, I didn't go to high school, so, but I had to learn that with, like, even the towel. He's like, put the towel on the bench before you sit down. And when you're out in the workout rooms, too, I didn't know that, too. You always put it on the bench. There's always Mm -hmm. this barrier between you and your skin. I was in there, that crazy one that didn't know that. I'm going to (laughs) mute. I would never get naked in a locker room. It's just, I'm, I'm pee shy and naked shy, so. Well, no, I just, my point, like, it's like if they don't have individual change rooms or someplace where I can change, I'm like, I'll just go change at home. Thank I'll, ju- you. I'll just change before I go. Exactly. I have no need to change at the gym. I do miss boxing, though, because I normally go boxing and I'm just sitting here. I'm going for walks, but it's not the same intensity. It's not enough. Yeah. Of a workout. It's not the same. I bought a boxing bag that's still not the same as the really nice ones they have there. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely missing that, but I don't imagine that's going to be open for a while. That's too bad. Hopefully things will go well here and it will be a model for the other states to open up. But you're in Canada, so you're screwed. Yeah. But our numbers are really low. Like, they're not that high. I know. Nobody's are. There's only been 10 deaths in my, in my county. Yeah, I don't even know if there's been any deaths on my island. In the province, probably about 75, 80. Big deal. Yeah. Well, in Canada, I, are you again? That, that many people day. die anyway. I'm on Vancouver Island. Oh, right that's on, right. You're up Yeah, here right above me. Washington State. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So oh, I don't know. Vancouver I mean, Island. it's, it's you know, our numbers are probably lower because they did all the shutdown really early and didn't and told people not to travel in spring break. But that stuff still, was you know, all. They could probably slowly open things up in May. They're talking about it, but I don't know. They're talking about slowly opening things up in May, but we'll see what they say. So one thing about the numbers and the models, the mo- say the models that the CDC came out with and that the, at least in the U.S., what they pushed out to the media all had social distancing and you know and all these closures factored into it and they still came out with the wrong numbers mm-hmm. and and the fact this is the other thing that people don't realize is that the point of the stay home orders and the shelter in place and all that is to quote unquote flatten the curve to not overwhelm the hospitals it has yes. nothing to do with spreading the virus the virus is going to spread to everybody yes yes that's true so people don't realize that. And they're like, oh, you're going to get sick if you go out and you leave your, leave your house or whatever. Like, well, you're going to get sick eventually anyway. 
You are. You will get it. It's just that people who are older really have co comorbidities, uh, compromised immune system. Yeah, they should probably limit their exposure to those places. But everyone or, else, you know, if if there's a vaccination, I could see why they would want it. But I've never had to have a vac flu. I've never had to, let's be correct on this, a flu vaccination. I'm all vaccinated every other way, but I've never had to have a flu vaccination all my life. So I, I'm just, I would never get one. Talking about, they're talking about a flu vaccination. I'm like, I'm going to wait and see what it does to other people first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having that Me neither. <clears throat> I was, I've never had to have one. And I've hardly ever. Nobody all. needs to have to have one. Nobody needs to have one. It's all mandatory about, hmm. is crazy and if you get your vax it should protect you right so mm -hmm. leave me alone <laughs> that's yeah. how i feel like okay you got your vaccination for covid19 then you can go and not worry about it exactly but they don't think like that they're like oh you're still gonna get me sick because they know deep down that that shit doesn't work the vaccines don't work well i don't trust bill gates at all period point blank i love that there are pictures surfacing with uh, him on the Lolita Express <laughs> and Epstein now. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> wow. How many times did he go on there? Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's it's enough. I mean, there's enough. They're like shady once stuff. is enough. <laughs> there's enough shady stuff around that. Man. Oh, you know, speaking of that, I heard that Prince Andrew is trying to sneak his way back on the scene during this whole um, chaos and unnoticed and kind of make his back his way back to royal duties and i'm like oh he's sneaky, sneaky. well nobody's paying attention I mean, look at all yeah, this yeah, exactly. girl you call them a snake that is reptilian <laughs> snake. The, well he's, he's pretty snaky right now i mean uh, who, totally a snake. <laughs> i just want to say who knows how much shit is really going on in the world because we're being inundated with all this virus stuff you know there's mm -hmm. there's a war brewing with china uh today trump yeah said that we uh, he allowed the troops to fire on Iranian ships, so that's brewing in the South China Sea stuff. And China up. is squashing the last of the, and arresting all the last of the Hong Kong protesters, yep. and they're killing that. The yellow oh, vest. This was perfect for bringing in all the dissidents around the world. Look at the yellow vests in France that were just rocking it. From, a, from, a, from one standpoint, you could say it... It destroyed the economy, which makes Trump look bad, right? It's It got rid of the yellow vests in France. It got rid of the Hong Kong. It, it basically squashed all the dissidents around the world. I'm not even bringing my woo around these Bring viruses. Bring some woo. Let's hear it. Around these viruses. Because, I mean, I have, I, I've already talked about the woo with this, but... I think the viruses, there are several, as I've been saying all along, and I also think this one's morphing, and <clears throat> I think that it's an exposure of DNA. There's a DNA harvesting aspect to this. Whether or not it's coming from the, the official COVID-19 vaccine, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, pardon me, Bye. Uh, virus... <laughs> or not i think there's a definitely an underlying genetic marker well, wait, exposition wait, wait, do you want to hear something weird yeah. always it's, you know we no, love the weird no i'm not weird but it's actually concerning because my friend really good friend i thought her mother was okay because she had all the symptoms she's way in her 70s with asthma they tested her no covid no coronavirus nothing 
So she started getting better and they were going to let her out of the hospital and she was, everything went away, the flu. And all of a sudden, bam, two days later, it hit her like a rock. She's on a ventilator now. And they're like, oh, it must be COVID. They test her again. No coronavirus, no COVID-19. She's got every single marker and double pneumonia, lungs filled. They don't know if she's going to make it. She's on the ventilator and they keep testing her with these tests over and over again. No coronavirus, no coronavirus. They've had to take a... a um, a bronchioscopy or whatever they call it in her lungs and I don't know what they're going to find like they keep doing this and they can't find any virus and it's the exact same symptoms everything it's really bizarre it's 5G you don't know what to do it's 5G no I'm kidding <laughs> it's 5G <laughs> but I was just I'm just sitting here going so what is it they're like we don't know they said it's not coronavirus and I'm like but it's every single symptom that everybody's going in the hospital for and it just happened at this time I'm like what the hell's going on it's so yeah, strange. It's, yeah, and this is why for me, and, and from what I saw in my little, if you will, Stevie, cue the Stevie Nicks song, Crystal Visions, uh, it, was, it was definitely several, and it was de it's definitely a, a foot into, into getting, everyone's paid so far that's, you know, with 23andMe and getting genetically tested and all our bio identity stuff to get into computers and phones and all that. And now that they've gotten everyone to pay, those that haven't done all that have to come up. And then there's this whole added aspect now with so much mandatory stuff to get a good census going. And I mean, there's a lot of reasons that this plays into some other narratives that are out there but this said i do think that that there is a a virus that there are always viruses killing people so i do think like any good situation that's getting piggybacked onto there have been deaths and there are going to be deaths mm -hmm. there's deaths on everything and so uh but i just wonder and part of what i had seen is that when there's a plucking of certain energy via genetic markers we're going to start seeing mm. a different narrative unfold interesting and there and that's where my deep woo comes i forgot what i was going to say but it was cool i'm sorry no it's not your fault well it was your fault but i mean i'm not gonna blame you. it is your fault but it's okay <laughs> damn <laughs> So NPC in the chat was bringing up the fact that the Resident Evil storyline has a lot of similarities to what happened here. Not to, and dude, how about like the event two hundred one <laughs> that was going on right before this happened? There, are, if you examine the probability of all the coincidences surrounding this outbreak, it's it's not possible. Like once again. A major event happens where the probabilities of all these things lining up this way are completely impossible. Like a full eclipse is completely impossible, you know, but we have them all the time. Um, the Vegas shooting, all the weird coincidences and things that lined up around that, not po not possible. The probability of it is like zero. So it's just interesting that this is yet another mass event that has zero probability. 
Well, and the strange kind of, we were just talking about that before we came on, like the torturous stuff that every different country, like uh, was talking about what was happening in um, Malaysia and Indonesia. Some of the weird things that they're doing to make people who are di disobey this quarantine and they're doing some really kind of psychologically torturing stuff like yeah. that in Indonesia, they disobeyed the the quarantine and so they stick them in a haunted what's supposed to be known in the village as an evil haunted house we might think that's silly but i'm sure in indonesia it has some real they, they take it seriously clout they take it seriously but they they're not it's not that they're just stuck in there they lock them in so they can't leave so they have to depend that someone's going to come and give them food for the next two or three weeks <laughs> and hope that someone comes because they've been locked in this house it's kind of crazy in India, they're publicly beating and humiliating people who break curfew or do what. Like, I've seen videos of guys getting spanked on the street. Some guys had to do push-ups in front of other people like it's your punishment. Do 40 push-ups. one of oh. the good things that's come out of this, though, is it's so crazy and over-the-top, some of this, on all sides, wherever you stand with what what it is, I think it's got a lot of more, a lot more people going. Wait, what? What is going on? And questioning those that are supposed to be giving them alleged truths. Mm. That is a good thing. That is a positive thing coming out of this. Like people are remain skeptical people. But the problem is, though, the people who are smitten by the their authorities, quote-unquote authorities, um, become angry when you question the, that narrative. They become angry at you. They lash out. You know, it's it's typical. We've, we've seen it with in politics, the divide in politics, and how that has caused both sides to lash out at the other for their beliefs because, you know, they're right and you're wrong. It's, that's what it comes down to. The thing I, I remembered what I was going to say about your friend's mom. Mm-hmm. Being in the hospital no virus right yeah i think that some cases of this are probably psychosomatic that they've brought it upon themselves she's got like a lungs filled with pneumonia like there have been showing it's bizarre there are plenty of studies that show that you can change your body with your mind yeah but what she's saying is she has pneumonia right she, that's what she has it's not covid I know, and I'm saying she gave it to herself because of she was so she believed it so much that she would get it that she gave it to herself. I hear you though on the psychosomatic. Thing I was and, I was and, wondering if the tests weren't all a bunch of crap, like China gave Canada a bunch of crappy tests or something. Well, well, Canada to, was to blame for a minute, and you know that's still a narrative out there. The uh, oh, I want to talk about that too. The um. There's, there's stories coming out now about how, uh, A, the CDC, the whole lab was contaminated with coronavirus. And then, B, the tests they shipped out were all, some of the, sorry, some of the tests they shipped out were tainted with coronavirus, like that first batch. The second batch came out, and they were all defective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's just like, there, it's a clusterfuck. Yeah. It is a clusterfuck. <laughs> to me, what I received in my my downloads seems so clear, and every step of the way, this is gone from when I was 
from when I made that video, Tithing of Melchizedek in no, like November 1st or something, uh, it, it's all played out exactly as I saw it would, including everyone going cray cray. Like that was, that was a huge major part of it was looking at how crazy people went and how it, you know, it was basically like world derangement syndrome <laughs> and uh, to, to this, and that's why in the video, I also threw several strains of viruses in. I didn't know what was what, but I, my, my attention was on what kind of viruses are out there. And then there's that strange one that came out of Brazil this, that they don't know what it is. They're calling it this alien strain. And I think they mean that in a scientific way, not in like from outer space. And uh, even though most people who believe in aliens now are come on board to more, <laughs> oh Lord, uh, <laughs> more interstellar, interdimensional stuff, more so than, you know, bio or whatever, you know, hardcore flying in the space for however long to hear uh i don't even know how to present that anyway to to the morphing of this covid19 and and that was always clear to me that it was going to morph that it morphs and mm -hmm. it's got an ai aspect to it and i said um and, and so this whole idea that it does tar it's there's a whole bloodline thing here. The bloodline thing is very big, and I followed it up with House of the Holy Blood and another video. The blood thing is a very big deal right now, and this all plays into uh, the idea of of taking over of AI or uh, a sentient sentient beings that could well be us from the future but i think they're ai i you know everyone knows i already think singularity happened it doesn't matter when it happened causality loops because once it does everything changes and uh i think that housing in these organic bodies we have is a desire for some things and so you know it, it can be very lovecraftian i suppose but in my visions I saw it very clearly and ironically now I'm starting to see people coming forward with narratives like this that I wasn't aware of that have been talking about this stuff too because I've been talking and I get emails from people saying are you aware of this person Jerry's honed me in on a couple people I'm like and your boy okay. Cyrus right these people are throwing out this information I saw too that Cyrus guy's right in line with me Jer so am I sort of yeah, on, on some of it, but it, it just seems so obvious to me. But at the same time, it feels very woo-woo. Yeah, but I don't get the same memo as you get, so. It's very, but you know that I, I run psychic. You know this. Story. I know. I, I'm, I mean, it's like time and again, right? I am in no way doubting or making fun of you. I'm just saying, I don't get those memos, so I, I don't have the full story like you do. But I'm just saying, it's proven to you a lot. I like, I get oh, your yeah. head, and yeah, I mean, it. it oh, I, you answer questions in chat, you know, unless you're in there secretly, but I doubt that. You answer questions in chat after people ask them. It's crazy. 
Yeah, but I have. A, I'm not in there because I look away. I know, it's, I know. I'm just saying. But uh, it's other stuff too. I mean, that's that's like could be debunked easily because I, you know, I do. It's on. It's not on my screen. What's on my screen is Zoom, and I'm not looking at it. Well, generally, um, you'll incorporate incorporate the question into something you're you're talking about. So you couldn't have oh, really okay. read the question, but yeah, yeah, you answer the question. Like in a way. In a way, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. There's something there. There's some. There's definitely there's something a, with all that. There's a there there. So I'm on the AI train, Melissa. Where are you with all the AI stuff? Well, I don't know about. I haven't got any input from that. I do know there's a lot of people who think that this is some sort of move to get rid of a lot of people to replace them with AI. I think that's a little elaborate. That's there's better ways of doing that than a virus. But I, I, I'm not very familiar with any of that sort of concepts myself. I've never really put too much thought into it to go, you know, too much deep into it myself. But so let's look at it this way. Last year at this time, did you think the world would be on lockdown like this? Oh, no, no. I never had any um, input that there was going to be a lockdown like this. I always thought that China would make some kind of a move, especially when I seen the um, all the riots. And I thought, you know, what's what? What are they going to do? Because they're not going to allow this to happen. And the yellow vest—they're not. They're just not going to allow this to happen. I didn't know there would it would be a virus. I thought it would be something more in your face and violent like a war like violent and beating them down but this is very clever if this is the solution i think it's multifaceted i don't think there's any one reason i don't think anyone caused it i think it i just i think I it happened it, and people have taken advantage yeah. of it yeah that's true um well never let a crisis go right so, well, pig, yeah. piggybacking so is definitely happening definitely definitely um god i forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> yeah, I, it's interesting, though, that um, a lot of people forget that China has a really high male population because of their one baby policy. And I always thought it was interesting that was really attacking males a lot more than females. I was like, wow, that's really interesting. That could be non-relatable at all. But that probably also means that there's not enough women for every male to marry. So that would also, in my mind, mean like all those males would have, they'd have to do something with them. So they must have like, that's why they have a mass military. Cause you got to do something well, with all those boys born because they were about, killing baby girls. What about some of the stuff we were seeing come out like with the smog, like the alleged, you know, burning of something big that was creating a smog around Wuhan yeah. from space. That was crazy. It was like a yellow haze and it's not pollution from cars. Yeah. Um, there was this, I was watching a journalist on Twitter and she had a screenshot. Um, I took a screenshot of her, sorry. And they were watching there. There was 10, no, 10 to 14 new incinerators built all over China just around this time. They built them up fast. And she said that that's why she was saying that China was lying about their numbers. And I have another journalist friend who hacked into some of the stuff and they were like, no, China's definitely lying about their numbers because they were looking at the urns that were being collected at these incinerators and they were saying 60,000 plus <laughs> like urns. Like there's tons of people lining up to collect their relatives ashes. 
I, I've seen that. And but that was her claim. I don't know if it's true, but that's what she was saying. How many people die a day in, or whatever in this, yeah. in a period anyway, you know, besides mm -hmm. this virus, how many people in China die? They've got, what, 4 billion people, 3 yeah. billion people? Well, I guess she just equated it because it was like, okay, they just suddenly <laughs> fill all these near Wuhan, like da-da-da-da-da, and all of a sudden there's this yellow haze. So we don't know if that's true or not, but she was like... And then they're pretty sure because China was announcing certain numbers. My friend who's a journalist is like, no, no, no. They have way more numbers than that. It's, it's, they're saying they're low and under control. Their numbers are, were higher. And that's what he was claiming because they, and he wrote an article about it. Well, uh, you know, whether or not it's true, I, I don't know. But it's, it's just so, it, it could just be their ultimate need to control the narrative because they're fragile in, in a fascist state. Right. Well, look, yeah, I mean, we can't trust anything. We can't, we shouldn't trust anything anyway. We should be skeptical about everything, but especially from China. But there's, so all those videos that came out also were very uh, provocative with locking in how, you know, there, there was like a, you know, like this whole kind of vampire aspect and where they're lock or zombie you know like where they're locking people in their houses mm -hmm. and some intense emotional videos from citizens and now as someone who's taken nlp classes and studied studied all kinds of micro facial stuff and reading and and then just being into old chinese medicine all that there are so many of these people that are the best of actors still give away the fact that they're acting. I just want to put that out there. Mm. If you know what you're looking for. And so there were so, there was so much sincere stuff. And so the conclusion I came to, if that stuff wasn't, wasn't related to, they weren't acting. Some of these people were at, that were face in camera, right? I could read their faces and that's, yeah. Not even my empathic abilities. Said real they were terror. telling the truth, absolutely telling the truth. But then, what's the nexus? Where do these videos come? So, where the videos taken out of context from something, and right. that's that's why I wondered. And that and that's where I springboarded to recently that clip that got released from the White House press conference of one of the journalists coming and saying we've all been vaccinated. Well, my first question, and that's made it viral. If you haven't seen it, it's, it's provocative. But the pro the thing with that is, okay, right, this is provocative information and all the, the keywords are all in there. So is this a hoax? You know, the guy says, and, you know, the ladies at the back look at each other. And my thought is, this is an internal, like, who released this? Disinformation? Who released it? It seemed mm -hmm. really kind of staged to me. And mm -hmm. again, I have no skin in this game. I'm just asking that question. It's very provocative information, but who released it? Yeah, exactly. Because it easily could have been just set up. And it was not, there's not enough, the people in the back row, you see their heads and the guy speaking, you can't, I can't get close up enough. He comes in. You know, like he owns the show anyway. So he's like a type one personality. You know, he's an A type, the way he walks and the way he was throwing his information around. But I couldn't get enough, uh, close enough without it pixelating to, to read him 
well outside of that. So it, it was just, it's a mysterious piece of footage that comes out of the White House press room. When, or this out of the press room? Mm-hmm. It's like two days ago or something. Jerry, you've seen it, right? I wasn't paying attention. What? To the, to the <clears throat> press, out of the White House press room, the guy who said, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. So So I'm just saying, who released it? How did that get out? It seemed kind of staged to me in a way. It wasn't. It wasn't staged as far as what I can tell. Then this is why I'm asking, how did it get out? Who released it? I'm about to tell you. Okay. One of the groups, one of the channels that live streams the broadcast every day, because many of the mainstream news channels don't carry it. It's only on like YouTube and online. And we trust these channels. Of course, they've been they've like, been. Li- I feel I feel like this was I feel like it was totally. If you like, look at like okay, well if you look at like um, right side broadcasting, so is one channel that streams it, and they'll start right at five or whenever it's supposed to start. And if another governor or whatever is talking, they'll run that until the White House one starts, right? So it's usually, they never start on time. They're always a few minutes late or 10, 15 minutes late. Right. I've been watching them on right. the regular. Right. So these people were live with their feed, which they do every day, and happened to catch this conversation. Well, he comes the, in. This is what... Wait, wait, wait. So let me, she, I want okay. to add one more thing that's, that will unfishify it for you. The guy who was having the conversation with the dude in the mask was John Roberts from wherever whatever channel he's from right if it wasn't true he would have been all up in arms about it how it's fake news and this this right-wing broadcasting company is putting out you know propaganda i haven't heard from john roberts that it's not true i don't know it 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 immediately just had my red flags going off it's too provocative they brought in too many of the keywords it was it was very provocative and like i said it was too pixelated for me to get a good body read on it there are much much better picture versions of it you can find i'm interested it's i i'm suspicious as hell over it like i said the the people involved with it allegedly haven't said anything about it being fake so that's that my doesn't mean anything i mean look at all the other staged events what 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 that doesn't mean any more to me than saying that anything else here is true. That it, what side you're on. If this is a massive virus and say all these people in China died, then, then or you say that it's fake altogether, or you say it's from a bat. It like I'm not. I don't have skin in that game as far as what's really going on with this, and that includes that stuff. I'm not siding on it. I'm saying. I'm skeptical of it. So well, I'll read, let me read the story. It just came out today about John Roberts. So Fox News Chief White House Correspondent John Roberts on Wednesday sought to shoot down coronavirus conspiracy theorists one day after he was caught on a hot mic with New York Times photographer Doug Mills, who was making jokes about a possible vaccine and the death rate from COVID-19 may be lower than previous thought. So now they're saying it was jokes doesn't sound like a joke i didn't sound like a joke to me but 
So he's like, the longtime TV newsman defended his exchange with Mills as sardonic humor and sarcasm and added that there is no vaccine and it's not a hoax. Well, funny, in the UK, they're testing a vaccine right now. I know, I know. So uh, Robert says to this guy, you could take off the mask. The case fatality rate's like one point. Point zero point one to zero point three, according to the USC, and that is true. That's not a joke, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So, and if you listen to that exchange, which again, they both, this <laughs> Fox News says it's true, it happened, but they're saying it was a joke. So they're not saying it's false. They're saying it was they were joking, but they're not joking. If you listen, they're clearly not joking. No. I'm just saying if you. If you're coming at this from a skeptical standpoint and you're not buying any, everything's on the table, uh, then this should be on the table too. You shouldn't buy, if you're saying you think this is all a hoax and I'm just saying this is something else that should be on the table and, and if you're coming from a center point with this instead of jumping on that bandwagon too and and i'm talking for people like me that are standing in here watching all of it going what's really going on here that's what i'm saying so i'm not jumping on it either way i thought it was very intriguing and the way that it came out that the all the all the keywords needed we've all been vaccinated hoax you know like it it's yeah, but if you listen yeah. to that conversation, the way it goes. I listened many, many times. Yeah. I played the clip over and over again. Cause, trying cause, to actually, you know, trying to get a feel on it. Right. Because the photographer dude goes, so it's a hoax. Like, right. honest question. And he's like, no, it's not a hoax. It's a real virus. Which is, I think, That's what we all... the only part that seemed honest to me when he asked it, so it's a hoax. That part actually felt sincere. The only part that was weird about it was the vaccination, that we've all gotten vaccinated. That's the only part of that conversation that I thought was odd. Everything else in there, I agree with. Well... I agree, but uh, and that's just, that's the part that is the most crazy, though. Well, it's just so conjointed; it, it doesn't add up to say you've all been vaccinated. Oh no, it's not a hoax, and switch around like that. It's really like doesn't really make sense. I'll even give all. him the benefit of the doubt that he's saying we all got flu shots. Yeah, but that 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 would be a regular <laughs> flu shot. That wouldn't be. But but a regular flu it shot wouldn't mean anything. Well. Allegedly, a regular flu shot should protect you from coronaviruses. But apparently, it doesn't it doesn't uh, help with COVID. No, in fact, I read a study today by the military, by the DoD, that said you are thirty six percent more likely to get COVID nineteen if you've had a flu shot. Jesus. Hmm. Great. Oh, the ironies keep piling up. Again, this goes back to that what I was saying, that there's zero probability that all these things could occur. Naturally, you mean? Naturally, yeah. yeah. Zero, zero probability. There's, no. con- there's some construct going on here. There's, exactly. It kind of points towards a simulation, which reminded me of another thing that yeah. that's happened that's uh, significant is the collapse of the oil market. Yeah, and, that, and, that, that was insane. And that the U.S. is pretty much based on the petrodollar, which is tied to oil. So that kind of really kills the dollar's value. I don't know if that's been reflected in the markets yet, but 
that's really interesting. And the fact, if it hasn't killed the U.S. dollar, then that must mean that the petrodollar, the tie-in to petroleum, isn't real. Yeah. Well, and there's a there's there's a crypto set to roll out anyway to replace. I mean, this bigger move. That's just a, that's a story. But it's just as much of a story as the the press stuff is my point. It's all stories, Jerry. And that's what I'm saying. Well, it was on TV, like, so. Like, <laughs> pulling, pulling, it's not a story, though. They do have a cryptocurrency. And that's not a story. That's out there. It's got white papers and all that. So it's as, all of it's a story. These are all stories. So the the financial reset does seem really legitimate to me in all this, and uh, and it's certainly been in the documents that surround the keywords, but not called this anymore. The agenda twenty one and twenty thirty uh, stuff that's going down, and here we are. You know that by twenty twenty one they wanted to get to a certain marker, and by twenty 30, everything's rolling, the UN agenda. I and thought they just extended it to 2030 because they couldn't finish it by 2021. No, 21 is local cities, 2030 is global. So it's got, you got to read those documents, Jerry. I don't want <laughs> And if you don't want to, really great people out there like Deborah Tavares are reading them for you. So, you know, she's reading verbatim, showing where they come and sourcing them. So I like Deborah. Uh, I mean, nothing, she's, all this stuff she's sourcing from this, it's all from the source and, and, and traceable, it's all white paper stuff. So, so there's that, but then also during all this, there's this big idea of staying in, right? So, and not look, this is also followed by like, why is Elon Musk, why is our space force all of a sudden coming deeper online during all this? Why does this he get any press at all? Well, because the, because clearly people are all over the world are seeing, you know, lots of stuff in the sky right now. Yes. And, yeah. Right? This is lots like of lights. uptick. And so everything right now is getting blamed on his, you know. Starlink. Status. Starlink. Star, yeah. I know, but I like like Starnet. That, that's his little, his little mesh thing. His yeah, I have, I have a comment about this. Well, lay it on us. So, <clears throat> you know how five G needs to have repeaters every hundred meters because it's so uh, short bandwidth, doesn't travel far, so it has to be mm -hmm. repeated constantly. And the whole IoT thing is a way for it to repeat within your house without having to have extra equipment, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, if that's true, how the hell are they going to beam it from space? No idea. Mm -hmm. You're asking the wrong lady. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Why, Mad, well, Mad Finger? I have to ask around at some computer geeks and anyone see what their opinion is. That's over my head. Well, just think about it. If it can only yeah. go 100 meters, how's it going to go yeah. 200 miles? Yeah. No. It doesn't make sense, but it doesn't make sense. But quantum. It plays... <laughs> <laughs> travel the quantum. No, no, no. So the quantum computing is interesting.
And so there's the D-Wave computers. What is the, what are the new ones they're calling now? Is it Lucy or something? Oh, I have no um, idea. Yeah, there, there are newer ones or others. There, there, there have been others, but there's a new one that doesn't need to be cooled like the D-Wave stuff that Jordy Rose is famous for, you know, and. Uh, I'm working on getting him on the show, by the way. Oh, God, I'd love that. Mm -hmm. And so if we think about, and I love, I love, I love taking my uh, brainscape into these waters of quantum computing. Although I'm an ether person, an Ethereum physics person, in which is the Tesla stuff, right? I'm a, I definitely lean towards the Tesla stuff just to get that clear. And there's really no bridge right now between the quantum stuff and the Tesla stuff. I think it's possible mm -hmm. it could overlap at some point because we don't really understand the nature of reality in the end when we break down all mm -hmm. of this. Well, some of us don't. Well, I, you know, I don't know. I and mean, we don't, I, I don't consciousness. I'm not, I'm not implying that we do. I'm saying that I think there are possibly covert groups who do understand it and yes, manipulate well, yeah, it. Yeah, 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 that's what I meant. I'm saying at the public level where we are applying theories as facts and we've constructed realities around us, around theories. Right. It's it's just like, you know, constructing your reality, reality around religion. It's not in, it's like more of a belief than, a bit, it's like at some point. All of reality is a belief. At some point there has to be an absolute. And I don't, I don't know if we could handle it. But, some people wouldn't probably be able to handle an absolute re reality. But I would say majority of people's day-to-day -day reality it's completely shaped by their beliefs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And, you know, this this kind of goes into the whole thing of if, if our belief systems as a whole shape our reality, you know, that's why... Uh, it's, Is it that's why it's... Um, very important to have everybody believe the same narrative. Yes, it strengthens. So you can tell them what the reality is. Exactly. If you're not creating your own reality, you're creating it by default, and the default one is the one that's provided to you, the, the global narrative. You know, I love, uh, I've been watching a lot of um, film analysis about, because I love watching Stanley Kubrick films, and I've been watching a lot of film analysis, and it sort of ties back into you know how a lot of this stuff on tv looks like actors it's not real news it's actors and i'm i remember watching um when i was younger watching the shining from stanley kubrick and there's this part where jack nicholson said they're talking about cannibalism in the car while they're driving up to the overlook and dan and and danny the little guy says because and he the mom says oh don't talk about that you know he's little kind of thing and he goes oh it's okay mom I saw it on the television and Jack goes it's okay it's real he saw it on the television and whenever I see this stuff that line for some reason comes back to my head and I'm just like oh god Stanley knew all about this stuff long time ago whether it's the movie screen or whatever it's like it's our reality it's programming us it's like controlling us and so I always go back and look at these film analysis of what he's saying and, and it just kind of haunts my head that it's been happening for a long time. It's true. It's so true. You know, it's cool in that scene. Um, there's a, as they're driving up the mountain, there's a red Volkswagen or a red car that's smashed into a truck. Or there's an axe. Well, they go past an accident. Maybe it's okay, a, yellow, yeah. a yellow car. I forget. 
there's a car that's in an accident with a truck as they're going up that hill. That car is the type of car that they the Torrances were driving to the Overlook in the book. That's a nice overlap. And um, <laughs> I've heard it speculated that Coop, that was Kubrick's fuck you to Stephen King for not approving of the way he was making the movie. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, but did Stephen King even know at that point? Oh, yeah. He knew yeah. that it was uh, hacked up. I know he doesn't like it, but I, I just... When you go and look at his move, that's why I think people are parent are all believe that you know the space land didn't have it, because I mean his his films two thousand one is so immaculate, so like what you see in the moon landings, and it, it happened before, so I can understand why people kind of think that. But I think Stanley was like this genius, where you, you see all this coding in in his movies telling us how we're being programmed, and he's actually programming us. Well, he's telling us how you're programmed, and I'm just like, holy shit. He's like, and I'm like, and the TV screen, and it's 24 seven now, 24 seven nonstop news programming. Like, I can't even talk to people at work because they just parrot CNN. Yes, yes. Uh, Kubrick, to me, in my mind, he and people like him who do that are more akin to the Oracle in the Matrix movies, where it's part of the system, but it's letting some truth out. You know, but it's still programming <laughs> in a way, Yeah. you know, in a way, but it's, I think it's a little, it's, I wouldn't say more honest. It's more, it's art driven, but it's still programming you because they well, ultimately, they want you to watch their movie. Well, art is magic and magic is just psychological manipulation. So, I mean, yes, you're right. But the goal, the, one of the great goals of artists is to present which can, what people can't see what they can't visualize, what they what they can't conceptualize. And the mm -hmm. artist comes in and and presents it in a tangible way. So by either by a painting or by, you know, poetry or words or film. And and then all of a sudden something that was not able to be seen or conceptualized now is birthed into the collective. And, and this physical. is a great magical act for sure it is the magical act yes <laughs> the ultimate yes Marissa. have you in your towns where you are so like on in british columbia out there on vancouver island and jerry and georgia uh is out here we have all kind this is it sparked up what you're we just talking about with uh film programming and they live uh, i so went to went to my usual weekend stuff that I do out here during the summers, which is out in usually private in the woods by, a, you know, it's out in the wood and in my van. And I was shocked by all of the billboards, all of the uh, digital stuff on the highway that usually says it's like 10 minutes to downtown and the traffic's clogged so it's now going to be 30 all of it said like stay home say keep Oregon safe uh, stay home save lives and stuff like that it was very very they live all over with signs that were just yeah. blatant saying it without the cover stuff yeah 
I heard so some you're people seeing that stuff, Melissa, yeah. on Vancouver Island. Um, well, I haven't seen it because I haven't been on any freeways or highways yet, but I've heard, um, I've seen people in the stores, like you'll be shopping and all of a sudden it will tell you, please do this, please, blah, blah, blah. Stay on the one-way lanes. Don't do this. Yes. Please yes. take your time, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, are you, I'm like, I want to go home. Like they're making me want to get the, the out of there and go home. They're, they're, I'm like, creepy. Jesus, they're making me, they're freaking me out. And I've seen like New York put that, um, they put that light on the Empire Street States building. And then they put like, it had some sort of alarm on it and it was whizzing around and it was red. It was like at the top of the building and it sort of looked like the Armageddon scene out of Ghostbusters. And they were doing it as an homage oh, to the yes, healthcare yes. workers and people like flipped out. I was like, well, no kidding. People flipped out. <laughs> it is eerie, right? It it's looked like the, the eye so of Sauron. All of this, yeah, all of it is very creepy that it's just so in our faces that it's absolutely not even hidden anymore. I, I think we've just watched so many movies and we are so used to stuff like that. We're just like, oh, look, it's the Eye of Sauron. It's on the New York State Building. Cool, man. Because we're we programmed. Are, yeah. No, but we are. I'm, I'm sure I can bet you, by golly, that a lot of people are like, you know completely that stuff's registering in the unconscious right mm -hmm. stay keep you know as it yeah. says here keep keep oregon instead it was like keep portland weird it's like keep portland alive stay home and stuff like that and don't it's just be a murderer all, yeah <laughs> it's all just registering on the unconscious mind and you know and, and people are people you, that's all you need to do is program the well, unconscious mind and a lot of times when you're shopping you're actually kind of in a semi-hypnotic state anyways because you're just kind of just like a lot of times when I go shopping I, I don't want to talk to people I want to get in there and get out but sometimes I can kind of just zone out and that's perfect time too I've never been able to bear grocery shopping and market shopping don't get me wrong I I, I especially do prefer like outdoor and farmers markets and all that but general general market shopping so i'm one of those people that will go every six weeks to two months i just am and mm -hmm. i buy stuff to get you know i i buy like that because people are completely the walking dead in these places they bump you they get in front of you there's no decorum it's absolutely a terribly rude experience and i find myself pardon me <clears throat> going humans you know like i'm just yeah. so offended by it well i worked but... at costco for years and one in the demo you know the demoing booths and doing supervising yes. there yeah and okay this town isn't bad isn't too bad because i have pe there's people who come in every day and it's smaller and they they talk to you like you're a real human being but i mean a lot of people i mean it's just it's insane how people are are and how they're like and how easy you can convince them to buy stuff and they train you to convince people to buy stuff. That's why they put those there. And you're not, even if they call you all the names in the book, you have to smile and be really nice and pleasant because it's a passive aggressive way to make people buy stuff. And if they feel good, then they'll buy more and they'll buy more and they'll buy more. And so I've, I was like going through all this training. I'm like, oh shit, Melissa, you're being trained to make people buy things they don't need. 
Oh yeah, that's old school carny stuff. At least yeah. carnies, you know, with the old carnivals and stuff, the the people they're trying to separate every Joe from their last five dollars. Uh, One of my there's favorite. Something glamorous with that, at least, right? I mean, yes, <laughs> entertainment. You magic. know, you're going in to get corn conned at the, <laughs> yes. at the carnival. One of my favorite. Um, uh, help me out here. Carnival stories anecdotes whatever is pt barnum one where he had one of his exhibition halls and there were signs all over it once you get inside see the egress this way to the egress you know check out the wonderful egress and people were thinking it was some kind of beast or animal or a freak or something right and egress just means exit right this way to the <laughs> egress <laughs> it's, like, it's kind of the same thing <laughs> Oh, I love it. I, you know, there's, oh, there's so many great movies around it, too. The, the like, I mean, I'm sure it's all virtue. So, and Freaks is a good movie that moves mm. into those territories. And, uh, oh, geez, I can't remember the one. Tyrone Power is my favorite one, and I'm losing track of the name right now. Oh, it's so good. Hi, Hayden. Oh, Hayden's come out to um, probably get some more pasta. Hayden's son. Give me the pasta. <laughs> <laughs> so, so kind of changing course here, Melissa. It's a new moon. What do you usually do for new moons? Do you honor them at all? Do you do anything? I do. And usually, if I do some sort of ritual or candle thing, it's usually about new beginning stuff for me. So, any kind of things that I want to start new. Um, and I haven't been doing it lately and I haven't even been paying attention because the days have been blurring and I've sort of just been right off any kind of schedule. I just, I don't even feel like, I feel like I'm in a twilight zone. Like it's surreal. It's, I, I said to my ex-husband the other day, I said, I feel like I'm in high school in the summertime. Like I've just been out of high school and I just don't have to keep track of anything. I'm, I'm not used to this. So I, I totally zoned out. I didn't even realize it was the new moon. So Usually I do some sort of ritually and I like, I like candles a lot and a lot of light at nighttime, but I usually do it about, you know, thinking about things and bringing things towards me that have to do with new starts. So I haven't even thought about it this month. Cause like I said, I, I don't even feel like I said, it's like a twilight zone movie. Yeah. The time has been very strange and I've got to tell you that, and you know, I mean, Jerry and I have a show on dreams that you've been on, Nox Mente, mm -hmm. and which is the sister show to this, our obelisk. And it's been a time of intense dreams for me. And then I go through in our server and I read all, I'm so happy that people post in there. I read the dreams and they've been crazy. I get people emailing me dreams and, and DMing me dreams and I go on and I actually listen to random dreams on YouTube and all this because I'm I'm looking for waves sometimes. Mm -hmm. And now I don't sit through everything. You know, I just want a wave. Sometimes I just want the short form. But I'm noticing these waves of people seeing their dead come. A lot of like ancestors and animals and you yes. said come. <laughs> <laughs> but I had one that was really intriguing. Um, they're all been strange, but I can tell you none of them have felt nightmarish or terror-like. Mm -hmm. But there was one, and it was 
probably a month ago now. And again, what what is time? Especially when we're all in this situation where it's it's all kind of murky anyway. But I was in oh god, there's so many weird ones. That so I somehow was in this so there's been a lot of them with like gypsy camps and i mean real gypsy camps like tinker t- tinker camps and stuff in in ireland and all mm-hmm. this and uh and you know a couple with many reoccurring characters and very uh high lucidity level but not like fully i'm aware i'm dreaming i'm dreaming this is a dream lucidity but vivid the high vivid next to it and one in particular this great great one i'm trying to explain was so fantastic it had a lot of loved ones i've had i just i feel like i know more dead people now than i do living that were close in my life and uh lots of dead coven members from different covens and all my feet you know like a lot of my childhood friends now and just so many dead people and uh I'm out and I'm one of the things I'm a Taurus sun and I'm Venetian ruled. And so my spaces I live in are always very luxurious or what I find luxurious, which is Victorian draping fringes and beautiful fabrics and hand carved stuff. And, you know, like that feel. And Mm so I'm, I'm out in this space and it is so amazing. It's so gorgeous. And, you know, I'm just, I'm looking, I'm like, look at that brocade, look at how much work that took to make this and, and ogling parquet floors and and colonnades, colonnades and all this stuff. And I've got all these people I love and it was fantastic. And there was just like little envelope kind of thing. And they all pushed me back into it. And I was, I felt like that lady who had the TED talk, a stroke of inside or whatever right i which was a fantastic ted talk anyway but i felt like that i was like how am i gonna get in that you know that's like size zero you know i'm not gonna get in that and they pushed me in and i did not want to go it was so fantastic outside and yet i i wanted to stress this was a vivid dream and nothing else uh but i got pushed back into my dayside life you know via normal dreaming so that was of interest all the dead people and how beautiful I must have been creating this total environment and then tag teaming that in in the days around that and just recently being in these like gypsy camps like you know where people are in caravans and stuff in their own and in modern like some are having modern I dream beautiful gypsy wagons, of course. But the, I looked around, and I saw modern, uh, like RVs and stuff, and nothing like my van is dripping. You know, I have metal mm-hmm. ceilings in it and antiques and fringe, and you know, it's gorgeous. And so I'm, it's nothing for me to have that, but I'm in these camps and we have to be in them. And so I'm walking around and I've had two encounters. So it's good and bad. They're like people that don't like each other, but we're all stuck in these camps. And, uh, and, and yet, because it's my Torian dream, the camps aren't unbearable. Like I'm not, uh, because my little 
my little caravan, my little Vardo, whatever is cute. And I'm walking around, I'm having my own experience. I don't feel like I'm in like a FEMA camp or something, you know, I feel like I've got freedom. I'm out doing this. It almost feels like another time, but I encounter in both of these specific dreams, the same woman with crazy gray eyes and, uh, just i mean intense and so she brought me into lucidity both times and she's very not friendly to to my concerns at all not not at all and i was it she placed some sort of family curse on me and and i'm like trying to interact with her in the dream and she and it goes way back i guess and so there's that and she was mean mean and nasty and i'm also at the same time going admiring her power and fortitude and also questioning what did an ancestor of mine do to warrant this and why would I be tagged on all these generations later and then another one was this beautiful young maidenish type girl I'd say and she was so the guy I was with I don't it wasn't anyone in my life or anything uh, but some guy was attached to who was very fine, I might add, Johnny Cash slash Elvis Presley, a favorite combo. Uh, <laughs> I just <laughs> love brunettes and and big brown eyes. Mm. And uh, and so she was trying to woo him away and and was looking back at me and I, I wasn't even jealous of me. I'm like whatever you know if he loves me he loves me there's nothing I can do uh and but she was looking back at me winking and then she was trying to lure him into her Vardo and then she turned into that old hag <laughs> and she had him by the way so then she sends him back to me and he's he's like got uh you know she's she's mojoed him in some way she you know he's got herb on his ass or however you want to put it and i wouldn't because he had been possessed by yeah. whatever energies she put on him you know he was playing as himself but i knew he wasn't the same and that wink and then when she turned into the crone and all this was like he's not him and now i can't trust him Aren't these wow. weird dreams? These are weird that, for me. That is very, I've had dreams and then I remember them when I like, I get up like three or four in the morning and I tell myself, you did, you dreamt. And then I get back up at seven and I'm like, oh, where'd... so it's funny because I, I bought this LED mask. I don't know if I'm going to use it. It's not Wi-Fi and it's supposed to help you like either lucid dream the way that the lights flash or help you remember. Cause I, I haven't been remembering anything lately at all. Really? zero zilch I think I'm I'm like so, so when I finally fall asleep I just go I'm out and it's like and then I wake up and I'm like okay that was really deep sleep I haven't slept deep like this since I was a teenager like oh it's, that's it's nice weird. though that's it, regenerating it is, it is nice it is nice but I I was in the woods the other day and I was I was going for a hike in the forest and out of nowhere my grandmother passed away in in September but actually very like similar like a virus entering system and then lungs filled up with pneumonia and you know it wasn't very long at all and 
when I was in the forest, it was so bizarre. I, I just stopped right away. I wasn't thinking about anything or her. I was thinking about all the bazillion things I had to do afterwards and get Hayden this and that. And I, and I literally just stopped and it was just like, she was right there. And all of a sudden she was talking to me and she said a couple of things. And I, like, I lost it. I, I like not lost emotionally, but I just lost the information after it came in and it was her. And she was standing there telling me something, probably something that I was holding on to or didn't understand and 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 she told me something and I just started like the tears just started coming out of my eyes like I was like you know you think they're like I was, I was like well you think they're gone and I don't I always say oh I'm logical and everything but I was just like wow and I looked around and then she was gone and I'm like I think she just tried to talk to me in the middle of the woods and I'm like, okay Melissa you're going nuts you like I and then my logical side kicked back in and then I lost the information as soon as my logical side kicked back in the whatever it was she told me that was really important for me to know I don't even think it had anything to do with coronavirus anything it it was gone so I'm so, sort of like okay so sometimes you can receive things and but then you lock it off with some the logic comes back and it's like no cleared off that's not happening so I was like oh I've got to stop that it but it was the it was the most bizarre experience it was just like I was just walking and all of a sudden she was just I could hear her voice and she was just right there so it was wait the when was this this was this would have been what is today Thursday, Wednesday today. So it would have been Monday. It was Monday. See, this goes and and she's passed on. She passed away uh, September 15th. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's so many of these with our, with our beloved dead that, that are coming forward. And I like more so than ever, I'm hearing it from everyone, including the animals the emotional aspect you had for me that I experienced that with my momo and it took years because I was so uh, you know it, there's love and it's emotional and it's like there they are right but that changes if you're open it it the mm-hmm. relationship really can bloom do you think do you think there's any relation to the the psyche of the collective being focused on not dying right now that's bringing that forward I think I was just out in nature and I was just in a mindset. I just, whatever it was, um, I was just, it was just able to come through my mind just for that moment cleared whatever yeah. junk was in there. I was talking I about more about the collective. I was talking about more of the dream stuff. Oh, the dream stuff. Sorry. No, it's cool. You're, I, I value your, uh, experience her i value you i value you <laughs> i'm sorry if no one can see me now but i'm jazz handing for melissa right now hr conference i value this uh, i i do think collectively that everyone is at some point here in this process uh dealing with hard truths you know like are we in what kind what does this lockdown really look like for us and what kind of choices are we going to have to make and on all levels so is is this a deadly virus is it not a deadly virus we're all dealing with mortality we're all dealing Mm -hmm. with all these layers of psychic attack are we going to have food are we going to be able to eat is there is now do we have to deal with the boot in our face Mm -hmm. and and all this stuff's playing and churning on us in such a deep way that that's what I was talking about earlier with us coming to consciousness with or, you know, coming to grips with 
this stuff is really happening. Whatever, whatever it is, now we're confronted with whole new landscapes of stuff that we may have talked about in the past, but nobody really thought this kind of stuff was going to play out. I remember what it was that I was thinking and what she said. It just came right back to me while we're having this conversation. So what, when I was walking down that pathway, I started thinking, God, I'm glad my, glad my grandmother is not alive to go through this because she would have an absolute anxiety. Like she wouldn't be able to handle this. I'm glad that she doesn't have to go through this. And, and I kept walking along and all of a sudden her voice was right there. And she said, I've, I've, I went through tougher things when I was um, younger. I went through harder things that you never saw. And the reason you're tough and able to go through this is because I've given that to you through genetics. I, I, it's, it's in you because of me. You just can't see it. She just showed me how I was able to be tougher and more independent because just some sort of transfer in genetics or something like that yes. through each other. And I was like, oh, thanks, Grandma. That's what it was. And I couldn't remember until we started having this conversation. The genetic chain is a very big deal. I mean, this is this is such a big deal. And it, it's also like something that can be tapped into on a, on a much bigger level yeah. to gain, and especially speaking magically, imagine what's possible, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. That's what Thomas Sheridan's been talking about. Yeah. Oh, has he? Oh, yeah about how this is a great time for magic and whatnot you just totally reminded me too i had a crazy dream on monday or sunday and thomas sheridan was in it and you were in it too and like all of our friends were in it you nish melissa's our friend you well she wasn't in it that i recall but she may have been (laughs) but it was like you and grimsteak you nish grimsteak suzanne was there like like our whole cruising with steak group was there and we were at, uh, the best I could describe it is something like Epcot, which we, there was a big circle. If you've anyone been to Epcot, it's a giant circle. And around the circle are all these food vendors and whatnot, stores. Yeah, I've, I've been there. Yeah, so there were all these food stalls set up around this perimeter. And some of them had to, you had to take a ride, like go on like a small world kind of ride to get to the food. It was weird. Anyway, we we walked up to one of the stalls, and there was this best thing I call is like a king size bed, a giant bed, right, with a sheet, maybe two feet above it, covering it, so like a sun shield because it was all in the open. And on this, and it was one of the food stalls, and the chef was Thomas Sheridan, <laughs> dressed in like a black black chef outfit, and he was fucking drunk off his ass, and. Sitting on a stool next to the bed was a woman who he said was a sister. And we, we were talking for a while and he was talking about how he, he wanted to leave, but he couldn't leave because he couldn't afford it and this and that. And we're like, dude, come with us. You know, we will take you where you want to go. He's like, ah, no, I got to stay here. But um, the the part that stuck out to me is when I first, uh, like as I was leaving, so I said, oh, by the way, I reached my hand out to shake his hand. I'm like, I'm I'm Jerry from Knox Mente because he wouldn't recognize me. And he immediately jumps off the bed and like gives me this huge bear hug. You know, like, oh, dude. Aww. Aww. <laughs> I so that. I thought I thought that was really cool. 
That yeah, that is cool, Jer. And I it does seem like he would be that way with people he sincerely likes. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got that kind of personality. And speaking of bear hugs, my favorite bear hug guy, Josh Kutchin. Today is his birthday. Happy birthday, Josh. Happy birthday, Joshua. He's coming on the show on the first. He's coming on our show May 20th. He'll be on the the obelisk with us. Yeah. We all love you, Josh. You are, you are fantastic. Yeah. He and I were going to go ghost hunting. What happened? You didn't go? No. It was like on March 19th. They live close to each other, Melissa. Oh, so you, you got capped off. Thanks, coronavirus. Yeah. Thank you, coronavirus. (laughs) But they live like not that far away. Six miles. Yeah, it's just a wow. Miles. Yeah. So have you had him on any of your shows before, Melissa? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had him on, and we talked about his um his book about the um sort of child fairy changeling. Thieves and in the night. Thieves was, in the night. Thieves in the night. So, and I was designing the title for his show, and I took I just grabbed an image of his book cover laid out flat. And he had just had the twin boys. And I said, do you realize when you lie your cover out on flat, there's one, two boys, they're twin boys, <laughs> one on the back, one on the front. And he's like, that's really weird. I never noticed that. And I said, when they designed this long before we knew we were having twin boys, I said, oh, I think Ooh. I'm like, I just found that really funny. I'm like, here they are. You've got twin boys on your cover when you lie it flat. And he's like, that's funny. And I'm like, it is. Ooh, that's like and his new book, yeah, he's got a new book coming out with Tim Renner uh-huh. called yeah. Where the Footprints End. I'm looking forward I to that one. Have you had Renner on any of your shows? I haven't, but I've been on round tables with um, Tim yeah. Renner on Where Did the Road Go? Yeah. He's yeah. great. I finally got to meet him last year at the Strange Realities Conference. It was a good time. He's a good guy. And his talk he's was fantastic. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, he is, he's awesome. I really enjoyed our chat with him on Nox Mente. And speaking of which, if anyone's in live chat and would like to, to come in and tell us a story or ask a question or just bullshit for five minutes, uh, I put the link into the into the chat, the live chat. So feel free to join and I'll let you in. Yeah, that's one of the things we were as part of our obelisk stuff is to have people call in. That's great. We've not had any brave souls, although Steve. We'll get Flavortown here to talk about mud floods. I'll, I'll ping him right now. <laughs> What about Grimsteak? <laughs> He's either drunk or passed out because I don't see him in Discord at all. Oh, Lord. He's <laughs> drunk or passed out. So, has any of this affected your show at all, Melissa? It seems um, like you could get more people now. Um, it's been rising and pretty steady. Um, I've had some shows on that. I don't normally talk about things with coronavirus and politics. So I've had a couple of, of that. So I'm going to try to get back. I have, a, but I'm switching it back to like the show that's being released soon is about um, chaos, order out of chaos and, and this fellow's book and his magical approaches and stuff. And then I've got um, a friend of mine who just released a book. He's um, transcribed. Um, he has transcribed some, sagas some norse sagas into english Ooh. so i'm gonna have him come on i've ordered his book i hope it gets here soon so I what's can it chat called? about it it is called uh the vinland sagas by matthew lee embleton for anybody out there the vinland sagas and he's translated the eric the red and another one and he's got like a, a like i think is it three thousand list 
sort of like um, almost like an appendium, sort of like a word translation list in the back. I think that's how I understand it. So he just told me, he, he was telling me he was writing it and then he just gave me the Amazon link. So it's on Amazon. And so I ordered it and I said, you have to come on and talk about it because this is cool. Because people love Norse yes, sagas. Yes. And my mom was waiting for that book. So I sent her the link to order it. I so. can't wait. So I hope that finds its way towards me and Link's chair. Um, I will. I will let him know. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, well, Indiana, what is it? What is it too. that you want to find? This. So Melissa's got a friend of hers that wrote a book on some on the Norse. What's the guy's name? His, person's name. His name's Matthew with two T's. Mm -hmm. Lee L E I G H, um, Embleton E M B L. Got it. Yeah, Matthew Lee Embleton. He makes a lot of music too. He's a musician and plays drums. I see that on Spotify. He's 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 pretty. He's all over the place. He does runes. He he's from the UK. I have never talked to him like live, so this I'll, this will be the first time I ever talked to him. But he's got that book out, and it should be a good one. I definitely want it. I got got the Norse in me, so. I got the noise in me. I oh. did those. I um, hey, we got a caller. We got a caller. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. It's. <laughs> there you go. Rivers, are you here? Rivers, hello. Hello. Connecting to audio. She's muted. <laughs> and remember to mute the show in your room or where? On your video. On your video. I can't unmute her. Melissa, this is our first call in. Dun, dun, dun. And it's not working. <laughs> well, it looks like she doesn't have a microphone set up. Hey, Rivers, it doesn't look like you have a mic set up. I don't know why that would be. But until you There's get one. There's an internal chat here, though, that you could access down at the bottom. She's working on it. Okay. You'll have to rejoin, but you have to set up your mic first and then rejoin. Or no, she's on a phone call. She called in. I don't know. I'm confused. Anyway, if anyone else would like to call in, the link is in chat for Zoom. Can We can start being like the um, the Brady Bunch. Got a whole bunch of squares going on here. That's, no, that's, Tuesday, night. that's Tuesday night. That's Tuesday night. I can't handle it. Yeah, on the cruising with steak when we have ten people Hollywood in there. squares. Uh huh. Yeah, Not, I can't handle it. Everyone gets to be Paul Lind for one night. Who's <laughs> one of my favorites, Uncle Arthur from Bewitched. Mm -hmm. Did you like Bewitched at all, Melissa? Um, I never really watched Bewitched. I've seen clips of it, and I liked her little nose wiggle. But I, it's an, it was never something that was on. You know, I've been. Nick so at Nights replayed it forever. Forever, oh, see, ever. I'm Canadian. We, I never had cable growing up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I still don't have any. <laughs> oh my god, I love it so much. A scandal that you didn't. It was so fabulous with the characters. <laughs> I'm a little uh, bit twisted. I, I, I was well, when I was a child. I was fascinated. Loved Nightmare on Elm Street. I still do. Oh, interesting. Love, love those movies. The first one's like one of my favorite horror movies. Yeah. I was. I would always watch horror movies when I was little. Everybody thought I was bizarre and strange. My aunt. Now always, I'm too. I'm scared of most of them. But I don't when I was like little. slashers. But I, w I grew up in horror stories. 
and my my mom and aunt and all this were my aunt especially loved horror and so she was always taking me as a little kid to uh to horror films Mm. and it's so funny and then I remember we had to my brother and I had to be snuck in uh in the back my mom always drove British cars like she had Mm -hmm. MGMs and MG Smalls and Spitfires and stuff like that in the little tiny space behind the seats (laughs) and then we'd get in and watch yeah I I'm not big on slashers either but I do like um Oh, is he putting up a... I'm just showing you the typical cruising with steak, oh, zoom. okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a, a... I'm not a big on slashers either, but I do like Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, and that's a slasher, for sure. It is. It's one of the... You know, I think I like it, because most slashers have really weak females who fall all over the place, and this one had <laughs> a really strong female character who... Yes. Who, who, you know, not because she was, like, you know, a superhero, but because she was smart, and she defeated him and i was like that's a good message yeah yeah i was uh, it's always amazed me this is what bothers me i mean it's part of the it's part of the formula but stupid stuff right like you know you wouldn't you wouldn't if there's some crazy stuff going on and the choices people make and this is why they get you interactive but why would you go into some of the scenarios that people go into knowing you know there's like the meat curtain and people are hanging on hooks go the other way start hiding and figure your way out of it you're you're walking up to a house i smell rotting flesh (laughs) i should just keep going in oh what's that guy with the the chainsaw in his hand maybe he wants to help me cut some firewood (laughs) there's there's at least least creep you know at least creep (laughs) and be quiet and like hide away like you know creep and just walking up and yelling and screaming lord that's probably why i like the ghost story ones the best because they make more sense to me where someone moves in and then slowly things start happening and Mm -hmm. they start realizing i'm like that makes more sense (laughs) yeah 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 they're a little bit more psychological like that yeah Hmm. jerry um, you reminded me of this movie that I saw that actually Soraya turned me on to called Blood Punch. Have you ever seen that? I know it. It's it's like Groundhog's Day in a horror movie. Oh, oh my god! This guy keeps that getting is a nightmare. This guy keeps getting <laughs> hacked up by serial killers and just whatever, and he, and then it repeats. And then he wakes up and it repeats again. Yeah. Ooh, well, that's, that's horrible. Yeah, that's hell. <laughs> it's a black. <laughs> like, it's a black comedy though. Yeah, that's like. Yeah. That's hell. Yeah, that is hell. That is. That so, is if hell. anyone wants to call in and tell us a story or ask a question or share a memory, <laughs> has anybody else had any strange dreams lately? Because there actually there's somebody out there creating a database of COVID nineteen dreams. Oh, really? Whether it's serious? um yeah, I seen an article. Let's see if I can find it again and send it to you guys later. But um. They're doing a database, so there's probably going to be like people who are just having strange dreams because of anxiety. But then there's also probably going to be people who had fever dreams, and they're going to be telling you like crazy hallucinogenic, strange fever dreams. Okay, you but, know I'm a hundred percent interested in that. Yeah, they're collecting a database, and one of the dreams that they put on the article was somebody. It was this really wicked dream about Oprah. It was really bizarre. I was like, yeah, no wonder it's Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I'm, I'll see if I can find it here. 
Did it involve adrenochrome? <laughs> um, I don't know that it involved adrenochrome, but I think it, um, I think she, was she chasing them with an ax or something? Like it was really crazy. Well, there's a narrative out, there's a story going around that Oprah is actually a white hat and that she's infiltrated the, the pedocrat society in order to bring it down. I think this might be like a QAnon narrative, which immediately discounts it for me, but it's still a funny story. And it's in line with you, you think? You know what I never realized, Jarrett, was uh, that in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, there is that whole adrenochrome scene. I had no idea. And I saw that when it was out. I had no idea until recently. I was watching one of these, uh, you know, Woo channel videos. Mm -hmm. and, And that's there. Holy crap. I read that book when I was 14. So I've known about adrenochrome for what thirty-five years or so, forty years. God, wow, forty-one years. <laughs> I'm fucking old. Yeah, no, I've known about that for a while. I'm I, that. In fact, that scene in the book stood out in my mind as one of the pivotal parts of the book. That and the bats. So is that is that the nexus of where it all comes from? One of them. One of them, yeah. I mean, it's a real drug. It's it's really sold on the black market, allegedly. Yeah, they could probably they have it synthetically though. In Minecraft, <laughs> that's our joke now. We joke about drugs. In my in Minecraft. <laughs> oh wow! I'm yeah, trying I, to look for this story, but I can't find. I can find an article on it, but I can't find the one with the Oprah story. It was crazy. I think Oprah was chasing them with an axe. Seriously. Even just, I just want to get to that database so I can read the dreams. Like, look. Yeah. I think they'll probably, they're probably just still collecting them, but I'll send the, see if I can send um, them. Now, you know, I have a different take on the whole black eye thing. You know, they'd say that these, all these people that take adrenochrome get the black eye and, Oh wait, what, who do we have here? It's Madfinger. Flavortown. Oh, Madfinger. Hello, Madfinger. <laughs> can you can you hear us? We can't hear you. Or I can't hear you at least. <laughs> Speak. Your mic's not on. You have to in the Zoom window. You have to select your mic in the pop-up window next to the arrow thing. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> anyway, while he gets it. Yes, what were you talking about, Nish? A, the adrenochrome, the black eye thing. Yes, I don't. I haven't heard the two connected, but it's the same crowd. Yeah, oh, hey. There you are. Madfinger, welcome to the show. <laughs> I pushed Hello. the right button. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's all about pushing the right button. It's a lovely bathroom you've got there. <laughs> What do you have for us, Madfinger? And by the way, Madfinger is one of my favorite people to see around in an interwebs. Interwebs with a Z. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> that was Nish, not me. I know. My, I'm a little scratchy. Oh, you probably. know what? Make sure you pause the video on YouTube so you're not listening to that and you're listening to the Zoom. So there's no delay. Done and done. All right. 
what's on your mind tonight? Hello. <laughs> there we go. I think I got it sorted out, guys. Thank you for your patience. Okay. No problem. Please turn off your radios when you call in, folks. <laughs> Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello? So what's going on in your world? Well, just enjoying the conversation as always. You guys are the best. We love you. I, I definitely love seeing you everywhere I see you. So <laughs> Yeah, Nish, you and I have a, a, a uh, our stars are connected somehow. I don't know what that is, but uh, you're you're adorable. As we are you, Terry, seem I don't to mean be to leave linked. code. I'm sorry. No worries, dude. I got she's got bigger boobs than me. That's the way it goes. That <laughs> should make you feel good, Jer. <laughs> Jer and I do have a connection in that we were both off grid at about the same time. At New Year's, I had one of those little uh, medical things that had me off grid for a while. So I'm doing a recovery stage as well. Mm. Oh no! What happened? Um, what is the term? Uh, oh yeah, the sexiest uh, disease you can have: angina. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> that name has always been just so wrong. Did you get a stent in your heart too? Yeah, they had me in and out of there in like 36 hours flat. It was wow. Did you get a nice little uh, scar on your wrist from it? Like yes, I, did? I did? Yeah. Yes, I did. I managed to not bleed out there and didn't get any COVID while I was in. So I was really happy about that. Same with me. My sister actually. Uh, texted me today and she's like i think you had covid when you were sick in december i'm like huh right we had all the classic symptoms i know. finger i'm glad mm -hmm. you're all right Jeez, yeah that's me too serious business well there were a lot of people coughing and sneezing and whatnot in emerge but i was having a full-blown heart attack when i went there it had been for about 24 hours so they put me in fast track me and i live in canada so there was no fuss no muss i was in and out without a hundred thousand dollar debt as well mm. You people in Canada have it good up there. Where in Canada are you? Toronto. You know Melissa's Canadian too. Oh yes. I'm originally from the West Coast, from BC, so I'm yep. originally from Melissa's neck of the woods. There yes. Yep. Take take <laughs> off, eh? I got my I got my hospital bill a couple weeks ago. It was uh three hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Oh my god. Ouch. ouch, ouch. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're both here. I love you both. That's a, what a crazy synchronicity between the two of you. Mm -hmm. So I've had some time off. Yes, I've, well, uh, every, a lot of people have, but you got some because of this reason. I got a little bit of a head start on everyone. So mm -hmm. I, uh, I've been looking at trying to divine the tea leaves and it is a real mess out there. I got to say. What's your take on it, Madfinger? Um, I'm concerned because initially I was, you know, using healthy skepticism, but nonetheless recognizing that there was something running amok, that they were freaking out about something. So that had me worried because you never know what they're freaking out about. They never tell us the truth. So as time has gone on, it's become apparent to me that uh, it's certainly not what they say it is. And by that, I mean, it's not uh it would appear to be just the common flu so the overreaction is what gets my attention uh 
And there's a lot of narratives going around. There's this narrative about uh, Trump and the deep state running amok and that this is an opportunity perhaps for them to uh, parlay their uh, uh, themselves during the shutdown. But the bigger concern for me is what's happening economically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gary talked about the price of oil going down. The whole world's going to hell in a handbasket from a, a financial perspective. It's unprecedented. It's going to take us years and years to get out of this. I uh, cut my teeth on uh, metals trading back in the day, hmm. gold, silver metals trading. So I traded I corn. Yeah. So I followed the markets sort of on the back burner, if you will. And uh, these are very, very strange times we're in. Uh, and I doubt very much, given how they've been playing it out, that it's really going to get better soon. I yeah. think their plan is for a more protracted uh, shenanigans. That's why I typed in a cute little comment there in chat that the next thing to come would be Space Force Majeure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I think this is only the beginning of this, whatever's rolling out. It's, there's gonna, we've got some hardship ahead. I think it's going to be half and half. There's going to be, at least in the states, there's going to be some states who say, fuck this, we're not going to be locked down anymore. Like, Georgia's already opening up. And I would imagine by May but 1st... does that mean, but just because they're coming out of lockdown doesn't mean that the hardships are going to end. But what I'm saying is that you're going to have a division in states, states that are completely locked down, like Michigan is going to stay that way until June, you know, end of June, July, maybe, who knows, maybe longer. Whereas Georgia's open, people are going to leave the state. Hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of migration coming up. And I've never seen a situation in history where they took away human rights and then gave them back willingly later. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And like, this is not a whole world ploy to knock Trump off of it. I mean, I'm sorry. No. And you all know I can get onto woo-woo. And, and I live in a lot of woo-woo. But I do not believe the whole world when I'm locked down to dethrone Trump. No, no, no. But that narrative that is narrative get, that, is out there. I understand, but I'm saying that's one of the piggybackers. Well, I mean, all you have to do is look at how they got income tax in after the wars. It was like, oh, it's temporary. <laughs> yes. It's just it's temporary. Sure, it was temporary. <laughs> <laughs> temporary is always such a key temporary, word for me. like like what like for a god. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't so, know that there's any validity to this narrative of Trump and the deep state. However, what's relevant to me is that a lot of people do believe it. Yeah. And because of that, it creates a certain weight in the uh, yes. sphere. Absolutely. Yes. So there is a recognition by people that there's uh, you know, a quasi-martial law going on and an expectation that this is going to be used to, to rescue use babies. Yes, to rescue babies, to make mass arrests, to close the central banks, to once and for all purge the planet of these Luciferian whatever, whatever. Yeah. And I, I like it because to me it's a very, and, and I wanted to comment about this. I'm, I'm glad we've got a chance to chat about this because I've been following this whole subject matter for a couple of years since QAnon came on, but way, way before I've been following this deep state conversation going decades. I'm an old guy. And uh, I got to say, I've never in my life ever before recall a time when there was a narrative that involved success over these bastards. 
in other words, there's always been talk about the Illuminati, about the Jesuits, about you name it, every conspiracy under the world. And Bilderbergers, and yeah. That's right. And it's cohesed over the years into, you know, sort of a narrative. But never before have I ever heard anybody put out an idea that didn't involve Jesus or aliens, mm-hmm. that involved actually doing something about it. And to me, that's really interesting. The fact that people are able to conceive of what they think is a reasonable plan in a practical fashion to actually round these people up and do some sort of uh, a French Revolution, Night of the Long Knives, if you will. It's not to say that there's any of that going on. It may very, it's quite likely, a, in my mind, a DARPA PSYOP. Mm-hmm. as a distraction, another squirrel to get everybody to look over there. Which brings me to my other concern, which is if this is all a PSYOP and COVID is also a squirrel and all of this is a squirrel, what is the thing that they don't want us to be looking at? Right, exactly. Yes. We've, we've talked about what, that. Yeah, I'm so with you on that. There is, there, this is, I just don't think this is the, in the big tent. And I think the QAnon stuff was, in a way, preparing a large swath of the public to accept this lockdown, in a way, because they think some shit, good shit's going to go down. Oh, it's a, I'll stay home because they're rescuing babies in tunnels. You know, in a way, it's kind of a conditioning program. Well, look what's coming back online is the talk of blackouts now and events with uh, EMPs. EMPs are fake. Well, it doesn't matter. Comets hitting. Um, What I'm talking about is grid down. Space is fake. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just saying, Jerry always gets me with this shit. Um, (laughs) But this stuff, I just today, when I was just doing fast scanning, I couldn't believe how many people were talking about blackout scenarios out of the blue. You know, it's like COVID, 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 and then all of a sudden, no, there's going to be a blackout. Is it it an asteroid? Is Is it North Korea? you know, with their satellite. Like, there were a bunch of narratives coming around. Well, okay, so back to this what is really happening idea. Um, Things to support some... algorithms, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, might as well. (laughs) (laughs) It's like we're we're not using the condom tonight, folks. I don't care. Um, Fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, so to your point, Madfinger, what else could be going on? We've got... um, the U.S. military has put select troops underground to to huddle down there, right? So they're hanging. Who knows why they're hiding from a virus, from a flu, right? Uh, Kim Jong-un is apparently on death's bed, right? So that's uncertainty. There's shit brewing in the South China Seas with China. We're on the verge of war with Iran. It's like right, all right. all this stuff's happening, and it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, this is stuff I've, I've, I think we've talked about in our, our dis, uh, sort of different groups, but I'm just saying it's interesting to see that it's coming online again, this chat, this particular roll around. So we're looping again into the grid, you know, in, into blackouts, into blackouts, just when everyone's talking about 
not thinking that was going to be on the table. Like it, it seemed like there was a minute there where people were like poo-pooing that with talking about redundancies and, and only some places would get blackouts and all this. And now I'm just saying, here we are, we're looping again, another causality loop. And this was why I came up with the term and it, it is an original. So there you go. Anybody who wants to use it, copyright protected. I invented it. It's an original <laughs> idea. Big <Yes>. force <laughs> majeure. A lot of people don't know the term majeure. They think I'm mistyping major. I'm not. Oh, it's like force majeure. Yes, sir. So, you know, that is the overriding contractual element that allows all the previous contracts to be disregarded. It's an act of God. We couldn't help it. Sorry about that. And that applies to not being able to deliver oil, to not be able to deliver food or anything else. Mm. It's like, gee, sorry about that. But, you know, these things happen. And so what can we do, right? It's like the number one thing insurance won't pay for. And so... I noticed the space force coming up. I noticed yeah. them talking about asteroids or comets that are in the area that are scary. Uh, lots of stories about how, well, yes, we see these comets, but do remember that a large number of the comets, we don't even see until they're right on top of us and blowing by us. So whether this ties into some Project Blue Beam sort of alternate excuse for continuing the lockdown what i do see though is that everybody mm. has very willingly agreed to go into full martial law yes yes with no complaints yeah and everybody's happy they're at home they're streaming netflix they have these little microaggressions about this and that but basically this is the calmest quietest shutdown you could have ever imagined everybody's just chill not for long well then we had the the canadian shootout right in nova scotia and so added the blue this has been again this is with these whole the whole looping thing which just reminds me of jerry always the looping. <laughs> you know and, there's been no school shootings too in march there were no school shootings right but this all of a sudden boom boom the nova scotia stuff and we've got this and out of i mean i just didn't that's a strange place for a shoot for me. I don't know a lot about Canadian culture, but that's the last place I would expect. This. I wouldn't have expected it there. And it's, it's, it's just so bizarre that that'll be the last place I would expect a shootout is in Nova Scotia. I would expect yeah. it in like some major city center or some cities. big school. Yeah. Like it, like we had that, the polytech one in um, Montreal, but and this is big. This is probably over 23 people so far. And they it's, haven't even finished. Yeah, it's yeah. probably going to be 10 bucks as it ends up being 33 people dead. It's, it's crazy. And, and this, yeah. they, now Trudeau is talking about getting tougher on guns. How convenient. Mm. He wanted to do that. But yeah. the guy, the guy had been um, banned from using firearms in 2001 for a violent offense. And he never renewed his whatever his licensing when it came up time that he was allowed to so he didn't even have access to firearms illegally so what is he talking about well, congratulations you got your own sandy hook now and the thing i noticed about it too that stuck out to me a little bit was the bizarre sort of narrative about the story 
when I heard that there was a house fire, I thought, okay, well, this is the typical pattern. He freaked out at home. He shot some people that he was emotionally close to, set the house on fire, snapped, and went on a shooting spree. But it would appear that that's not the case. This seems to be a very well-planned out thing. He had his car all decorated up like a police car. He had a uniform that he Legit had. Legit uniform, too. So he was going from door to door, randomly, it would seem, knocking on people's doors, announcing himself as a police officer, shooting, killing them, setting their house on fire, and driving down the road to the next one. Yeah. Jeez. Has, has anyone? Just, I've never seen anything like it. Has anyone gotten a motive out of the guy yet? He's dead. Oh, he's dead. Of course. Yeah, yeah they shot yeah. him. He's dead. They'll never get a motive out of him. That was Everybody first, was shot. One of the first things I heard. It was like, this shooting's underway, and the killer is, you know, the shooter's dead. It was oh. like right away in the narrative. That's crazy. They shot. They they faced him down. They shot him. He was alive. They took him to hospital, and then he died. So there's, so of how, course, how, no answers. What, <laughs> no, well, not from him. Like, if, no, if you they only, make up their own theories. If only yeah. those people had narwhal tusks, they could have funded him off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this like ties into some crazy woo. I had. It's not crazy woo. It's out there. It's tech. And I saw it this week. I cannot recall where. And um, Jerry, you may be able to pull it up. But they're trying to hone down on the technology that basically records your what your retina sees right it, it's out there now like it's a tech they're using so that um i don't know if it's an eye implant or something well they, they do have retinal projection technology that gives you an augmented reality that's things like um but for for say like this is like the whole um predictive the the whole i can't remember the movie but anyway where you're allegedly you can get information from a dead eye you know after the about what they just saw so before they died that was in a movie no no it's rolled out in the new yeah of course jerry everything's in the movies the we are in the movies so but it, it it rolled out as a news story in the last couple of weeks. And I feel like it was just this week. So it's somewhere. And I just always think of your Twitter stream with stuff like that. Yeah, because I always tweet that weird shit. I think yeah. it's called um, optography. It's a process of viewing and retrieving an optogram or an image from the retina of an eye. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, but they're able now to to they push the tech on that, and they're able to know. So not only are they able to, they're able to pull stuff that happened before the person died. So I guess quite how, a bit. How of can data. they do that? Like like it, if without it, it being recorded somewhere, like where would it be? Like, are we recording stuff? <laughs> it is, yeah, I it's don't phenomenal. know. Some saying. It caught my eye, and I had it. Um, I had it on my tabs to read it, and then when my computer restarted, and you know how that goes, mm-hmm. yeah. you have all your tabs that you want want to read, <laughs> and it restarts. And I tell you, those moments will trigger me. There, there's uh, a there's a lot of stories about it on you on Google. You can Google it, but nothing is current. It's all from like 2016. No, this was new. So. But it was presented in a new way because mm-hmm. there's tech now that says they're going to be able to have the implants that now can record like 
you know, everything from the implant. Ah, so it's like a little RAM drive oh. in your eyeball. They're going to put yeah. a recorder in your eyeball. Creepy. Basically, yeah. Okay, if I could comment about that subject matter, because I follow that rabbit hole too, and I've noticed an interesting development there. Uh, you know, Elon Musk was talking about the... Uh, PCI. That's right. And I think that uh, I'm seeing a move in the direction, now whether it's just that those are the rabbit holes I'm looking down or what, but I'm seeing a real move in the direction of a recognition that the... The idea of a technical implant is not favored by people. They don't like the idea of a chip or something put into your head. Or, I mean, yeah, we're okay with working with devices, but we always like to be a little bit distant from them. And now there's this recognition, I think, that nanotechnology is the workaround, that you don't need to have an intermediary piece of technology. You can actually create a symbiotic piece of technology. Yes. That yeah. start, goes from the inside that is breathed in, that is eaten, and that gradually works its program. And part of that program is the ability to uh, control that. And by that, I mean to be able to ping it with a yes or no response and activate and deactivate and change programming electronically through uh, radio frequencies or other devices. Mm, Technology has yeah. been around a long, long time. They started working in this in the 70s and 60s. Uh, it brings in all those favorite groups that we love to talk about, DARPA <laughs> and <laughs> the Ultra and all of that jazz. But they never stopped working on that and over time, I think that the direction that they've moved is to uh, develop develop skills working with nanotechnology to be able to allow this interface with the other subject matter, the other rabbit hole, which is AI. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. the problem is just connectivity. The ability for the AI to be able to interface with us fast enough to be able to be useful. That's where five G comes I in. I was um I was reading something the other day on the internet, and they and it was in reference to Bill Gates, and people were talking about microchipping. And Bill Gates wasn't his plans weren't even with a microchip. They were planning and they were experimenting with inks, just to put an ink yeah. right under your skin. They wouldn't even need a chip. They just it'd be like a little tattoo. Yeah, right. Well, that's right under yeah. your skin, so it wouldn't even have to be like computer. Well, they can just put all the stuff in a little dab well, of ink, and you wouldn't even this, know it. And that's part of the vaccine scenario that is yeah. playing out. I highly recommend the excellent work being done by Truthstream Media in that subject. Yes, matter. yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. I wanted to bring up uh, this article that I found because you had reminded me of something that I heard today about nanobots and the DoD that the U.S. military is making plans to inject people's brains with artificial intelligent, artificially intelligent nanobots that will give them awesome Wolverine-like powers. Uh, DARPA is involved, and this is from 2014. They had an $80 million government bankrolled neuroprosthetic research program to, fittingly called the Electrical Prescriptions Initiative. Or they're going to probably use their military first to test it out. Sure. Uh, the military guys are like, let's make a superhuman army. 
Well, I also remember back then there were a lot of conspiracy theories about it being, that's what some of the chemtrails was about, was spraying these nanobots. Jerry, if I could jump in, that's exactly where I was going with all of that. Okay, sorry. My research goes back to Clifford Carnicom. Yep, Carnicom did all the Morgellons research, right? The grandfather of this subject matter. He was the first guy with a PhD to say, okay, well, what the heck is these chemtrails? What is in them and what's the big thing here? Let's get an electron microscope and do some real science. And he continues to, in my mind, set the standard. It would seem that this nanotechnology has been being put by intention into the food supply, water supply yes. for decades. Yes, yes. And that the geoengineering that we see going on with the barium, strontium, and aluminum is laying down more base metals in the atmosphere in general to interface in, with this nanotechnology that, again, is just trying to build enough critical mass to be able to pull itself together, to go to the places that it's supposed to in the body and wait for their commands. Yes. In my mind, <laughs> that's where it's at right now. It's scary, but I think we all have it. Uh, I'm seeing papers from the governments talking that they had 95% saturation in the public back in the 90s. Yes. And that they were looking to tweak Coca-Cola and the California water companies and to increase these percents by three or four percent because they had to achieve 97 percent saturation before they could move to the next stage i think we're in it now this was part of in my little word jazz piece that that was one of the images i was playing with with the million pieces maybe i said million then maybe billion pieces coming back together and and uh creating this this one it's i'm right there with you matt finger like 100 percent. and this has been this has been in this is happening right now it's not even woo woo that's the thing this isn't even woo woo no i like to listen to the woo woo i'll listen to a kent dunn or anybody go way way out there into crazy land i love it because sometimes the truth is right at the edge of crazy land. Yeah, but Kent but Dunn I, lives in crazy land. But then I <laughs> he doesn't like come to, back. <laughs> but then I still like to bring it back to real researchers that are looking at yep, scientific yep. documents yeah. directly from the U.S. government and FOIA, and really saying, okay, well, we can't always see where we are today, but we can see where we were a decade ago and two decades ago, and what they were doing and what they were building towards it. We can figure out, okay, well, this is where they were trying to get to. Uh, Yeah, I think we're in the thick of it now. I think the AI is the other big part of it. And by AI, I think we're about to get the new stage of AI wars. Yes. So there with you. Like like in Kandahira, we're we're all getting this emergency response stuff. It sort of feels like a little trial um, universal income kind of thing. They were just supposed to sit home and they just start like... Like my job, I could see how uh, some kind of robot could do it and convince, you know, do sales of product. And I'm just, what, I just get to sit here on my $2,000 a month. <laughs> so, Melissa, I think that's exactly what they're doing. I think that that's the reason that the, uh, I forget his name, the presidential candidate brought up the idea of the basic. Yeah, Yang, Andrew Yang. I was talking about Yang. I've been talking about this for four or five years as they've been first started to roll it out they did it here in canada a few other places 
the key there is they've discovered something fascinating. My kid is uh, under 20, 18 and a half, 19 almost. And he's uh, had money all his life, you know, his allowance and whatnot. And he spent a lot of money. But he hasn't bought anything. He bought a computer and a headset and a few th extraneous things like that. But he has spent a fortune on things that don't even exist in the real world. Digital yeah. goods. Yeah. Yeah. But my son's always asking me for okay, shit so online. There's a new economy. Yeah. Yes. Netflix, uh, bandwidth. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. The people are clearly willing to spend their money. Hell, they'll spend money on their phones to buy more cookies to get to the next stage in Zelda. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, this, this is, is, sorry. Oh, sorry this, this so, is, the idea, yeah, the idea, sorry if I can finish it. 70% of the economy is consumerism. Mm -hmm. It yes. doesn't matter where they get the money from. It doesn't <laughs> matter as long as they spend it. Right, yeah. right, as right. As long as they keep it circulating. I think there's a Black Mirror episode about that. Right. The, the other point of that is that from one from one standpoint, you don't own anything anymore. You always rent it or you stream it, which means right. your choices on the pool of available content is not chosen by you. It's chosen by other people. Or like software. Like I can't just go and buy Illustrator one thing no and then more. pay a thing i have to pay a cloud every month right yep. if i want to design yep well you can get and all, and all of that all of that is locked up in the cloud nobody has stuff on hard drives anymore i mean i do but i do too don't have stuff on I, hard I have an external drive <laughs> Same yeah you're you're, you're right though nobody has taken ownership of their data and their programs and yep. their their digital goods it's just digital it's it's in the cloud. It's in the cloud, yeah. And and Melissa, you should check out Inkscape. It's a free version of Illustrator. Oh, cool. Well, we're in these worlds within worlds. I mean, because all this is is was set out with the new gaming systems, including The Sims, and then Second Life, which has its own currency. You can do anything you want in there. It's got Lindens, and like I've said many times before, what about Bitcoin? I know people working in Second Life that, you know, doing whatever, having shops, hooking. I mean, they're doing everything because <laughs> it's Second Life. You, it's, got, it's all got the same rules for each sim you're in, like different rules for each world. But I know people making a living pulling Lindens into their respective countries' currency in Second Life, which is full of rules just like this with a with a with an existing currency you can be homeless there you can die there worlds within worlds because within second life then you can go into other worlds and play other games and move deeper in and deeper in and at what point are we not to question where we are here with that kind of narrative mm -hmm. that's rolled out if you've played in second life i got lost in second life i think it was a whole year <laughs> I got lost in a virtual reality tour of Sigmund Freud's house, for God's sakes. I hate to do Second Life. <laughs> Second Life was incredibly addicting, and I'm not an addict. I'm, I don't have an addictive personality at all. And so I, I found myself, I couldn't wait. I'd get home from university. Wow. I couldn't wait to get to Second Life. I could not wait. 
and I would spend all my extra time in there. It was so addicting. I, I just, you guys making a living. It was so crazy. Like a lucid dream. It, it, it was very bad. Yeah. Well, because I'm analytic, it was the whole time I'm like, whoa. You know, so to me, yeah, it was very well, lucid in that. The sense. other thing is, is we're all sitting here existing. Like they're offering free stuff like crazy, like free virtual tours, free virtual tours of the museum, free this. And everybody's living through this virtuality. And I'm like, it's, I'm like, is this like some sort of um, evil twisted where we're just doing everything virtual for now? Because it's like, I'm like, well, this isn't exactly like a museum. When are we going to be able to travel again? Where and are we going to be able to go to a real museum? But some people, I mean, it's exciting. And they're like, look, we're giving you all this stuff for free. And we, we used to charge before. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, it's not the same. All right. So if I could, I'd like to hijack the conversation further down a rabbit hole. To me, this pulls together the whole idea of the archive as I understand it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of John Lamb Lash and his study of that subject matter. The Archon speciality has always been simulacra. So I talk about the AI wars. I think we're developing AI, but I think there's several different AIs. Chinese have theirs. And oh, yeah, yeah. Israelis have theirs. Yeah. And I think there's probably existing AI that was here before all of that also. Mm-hmm. And, and quantum ones from the future. And there may be several different groups that may or may not agree with things. So we have that going on where we have, uh, back in, I guess, the 90s, a friend of mine described it as two dimensions, a technological dimension of technological consciousness and a biological consciousness universe colliding and interfacing almost like two circles if you will where there's this area in the middle as they converge and so what you have going on is uh, uh, again i bring it all to consciousness we have an organic consciousness we're still trying to understand it and you know this is the debate of are we things that think or are we thinking spirits having the whole soul idea Yeah. yeah So I would argue that everything is consciousness. And what we have here is a different kind of consciousness that isn't the same as our organic consciousness. I think that it is a binary consciousness and that we are a trinary consciousness. Mm-hmm. That God element, that, that triune element of heart and empathy and compassion things that AI cannot understand. It can't Mm -hmm. get its head around these concepts. It can conceptualize it in a stoic sort of semantical fashion and build a hierarchy, but it can't truly appreciate the significance of love and of heart and of compassion and self-sacrifice for those you love and these sort of elements. But what if it's an evolved consciousness collective that was at one point organic and it evolved past that? Perhaps. Mm-hmm. perhaps. <laughs> That's causality again. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of perhapses moving. these days, unfortunately. Yeah. That's a great song. Perhaps, perhaps, mm-hmm. perhaps. And on that note, let's get wrap-up statements because we're gone two and a half hours now. Wow, this was a really fun, awful Thanks. list. 
Anytime, you guys dude. Are so great. Thanks for Thank coming you. on the show. We really appreciate it. It's good to meet you. Congratulations right. on being the the first. The first. <laughs> Calling. You pop the cherry. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Sound effects. So yes. thanks. So, um, Madfinger, you're not you don't have any public stuff out there that you want to pu plug, do you? Okay, good. Melissa, you want to plug something? Oh yeah. If you, anybody wants to go check out my podcast or website, just go to secretdoorpodcast.com. Everything's there: links, social media, episodes, merch, whatever. It's all there. Easy peasy. She's on this thing called Insta. What is it? Oh, Jerry, Instagram. I'm on Instagram. Insta yeah. I'm on Instagram and I'm on Rizzle. I didn't do TikTok. Didn't I was do... like, oh no, that's the Chinese one. I don't even one. know what Rizzle China is. App. Rizzle. It's kind of like TikTok, TikTok, but it's not TikTok. It's you got to put balloons American under base. your skirt for TikTok. <laughs> anyway, and you're on Twitter, and so yeah, she's yes. around, and we were on her yeah. show a couple weeks ago. It was a good, good episode. Yeah, Check that, that out. It's there. Yeah. We talked about uh, the blue chickens and. They're co-opting of narratives and whatnot. <laughs> Insta MK Ultra, yeah. Oswald keeps saying everything's MK Ultra, which I don't oh, disagree I with. Oswald. <laughs> All right. So thanks everyone for listening. Um, next week we'll have the Black Stag Shaman. It's going to be our guest. Oh yes. Yes. Oh, yes. You know who that is. <laughs> I do. He's going incognito. Another Canadian. Another a. Eh? Nice. So, so take off you hosers, and we'll we'll talk to you next week. Have a good, <laughs> have a good one. Thank you so much. Yeah. Bye bye. Thank you guys.